We go live now to the hideout. Uh, guys, how are you? Hefe, Dubs. Hey, hey there. How are you, Mr. Spiewak? You've got as much reverb on you as I have on me, except yours is natural. Well, there we go. How are you, buddy? I'm good. What, where are you? What are you doing? Jesus. All right, let me start off by saying... This is going to be the greatest broadcast ever. Is it really? Ever. Oh, that's going to be no. great. Because we're getting some sort of feedback in our headphones. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are broadcasting live the hideout, the very last hideout. I understand night. it's a very special hideout. A very special hideout because it's going to be the final one, uh, Mr. Spiewak. Dubs, where are we? We're at Tequila Beach, corner of uh, 12th and F. You want to try that again? Well, Dubs, no, no, Dubs, I don't. Say it again. We'll fix it in the editing. Okay. <laughs> you should have heard Dubs that he was a DJ. That's what it sounded like the whole time. It's Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. But, uh, yeah, man, we're broadcasting live from 7 to 11, Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., corners of 12th and F Street. Great thing. It's uh, the Metro Center Metro stop. Oh, that'll so, be good. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. It's a Mardi Gras party. Sure. And Charge so up have, your fare have, card and come on out. Right. We have beads. We got all kinds of giveaways. Do you have you beads? Know, the, show, the show will be broadcasting live. Oh, that's oh you know, two weeks ago, we could have said the, the fun kind of beads. Now, no. we're doing a PG-rated show from Tequila Beach in a bar to Mardi Gras party. Actually, so these we'll are like, all, aren't these like little beads like kids play with, like pop beads? Yes, exactly. And we have building blocks, and we're going to read the Berenstein Bears a little bit later on. It's going to be a family show. You promised Clifford the Big Red Dog. All right, we'll do that, too. All right, Spiewak, we'll uh, thank you, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. Stick around, folks. The hideout is up next, and we'll be right back. Would you like to throw it to this Miller commercial here? Go. In today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists as usually exists. Now, here's a riddle for you. How can you be yourself without the freedom of expression? Let's see if Infinity's decency rules allow us to be ourselves. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F, it's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party on 106.7. JFK. We hit that. Are we on? Let's do this damn thing. Welcome into what is going to be the final broadcast of the Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. We are the aforementioned uh, broadcasters. My name is El Jefe. Sitting directly to my left on your radio dial is J Dubs. Hey Dubs, how you doing? And uh, also. Running third mic tonight will be Wendell the Engineer. Hey, buddy. brother, how you doing? Uh, we are broadcasting live from Tequila Beach, downtown D.C. Uh, it, just an outstanding club. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the club here in a little bit. We have uh, Bateman here with us as well. Bateman, let's make sure that you're all good to go. Hello. Bateman is here, and um, just so much to get to. So much that we want to do tonight um, th that we can't. <laughs> we, we had a whole show planned for you. And then, and then there was a, uh, an exposure during the Super Bowl. So, because of that exposure, we're just going to kind of hang out here at Tequila Beach. Um, Tequila Beach, corners of 12th. And uh, 12th and F Street in downtown D.C. Uh, hey, you just said uh, stuff times I did. I did. I, and you know what? We're going to get used to it. Um, the, other, the great thing about Tequila Beach is it's right there off the metro, so it's in the Metro Center Metro stop. However, Dubs, did you have any issues getting here? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, because I have to take the, uh, the blue line. 
well, I'm on the red line. I live in Silver Spring, and I'm like, all right, this is great. Tequila Beach, it's right on the red line. Metro Center, I'm going to have no problems. Well, why do they pick Saturday? Saturday afternoon, everybody is out and about. When tourists are here to work and shut down one one of the rails on the Metro. Yeah, I heard that. Like, right when I was rolling up to uh, Metro Center, the, uh, the red line was running one rail. And I'm like, well, that looks like I'm the first one here. And so I'm like, oh, and what's weird is that they didn't make any announcements. You know, you hop on the Metro, you're sitting there, you're doing your thing, scoping out the chicks. You know, being afraid of the people who are being loud, you know, causing a ruckus. Just doing whatever you need to do to, to pacify yourself. Actually, right when I got on the Metro, uh, there was a homeless lady. I was sitting right next to her singing some kind of gospel music. So I got off. Actually, I was on the yellow line at first. Got off the yellow line and uh, waited for the blue one to come up so I didn't have to deal with it. The Metro's always so much fun. I do love the Metro. Wendell. I always dart my eyes around and just sort of mutter to myself. So you play the crazy role? That way you get two seats to yourself. Yeah. That's so true. And that's, yeah. the other, that's, that's actually something I want to talk about. I, I don't know if I, it's because I smell or something. Someone will always come sit next to me, and about ten seconds later, they'll nonchalantly get up, walk I, away, walk, I, and, and, and instead just stand. Can I tell you it is because you smell? Okay. <laughs> now that, was, I, that was just a theory I had. I didn't know if you wanted to... Uh, prove it or not. That was actually a year ago. You don't smell anymore. That, that's always the weirdest. And it was for me like that when I was in school. You sit down on the school bus and you're thinking, all right, I'm the first, like, you know, you're one of the first stops or whatever. And that's how it is in Silver Spring. It's one of the first stops and you're heading into D.C. So you sit down and you're thinking, this is going to be great. Same thing on an airplane. You sit down, you, you pick the, you know, if you're on Southwest Airlines or something like that, you're picking up the good seats. So you're sitting in the seat and you're just thinking, man, all right, I'm hoping. I'm praying that a hot chick decides she's going to sit next to me. And here's the thing, too. When has that ever happened? It happens occasionally. No. It happens rarely. Now here's It's a myth. Now, here's the reason it happens like that, Wendell. It happens like that because a lot of times you're sitting there and you're looking crazy. You know, if you look me, and actually, if you come out to Tequila Beach, uh, you're going to be able to finally see what the hideout looks like. El Jefe, J-Dubs, Tommy Bateman running around in his karate uniform. But you look at spokesmodel, <laughs> spokesmodel, yeah, male WJFK spokesmodel, uh, Tommy Bateman. So you look at me, and I got the long goatee, and I got you know the dreadlocks. I cut, I cut holes in the top of my knit hats so that my dreadlocks can throw. Just kind of like an NK uh, TOB thing, Nukes on the block. Right, exactly. Yeah. Did they really do that? Uh, one of the guys had uh, his uh, top cut out of his hat. All right, well I'm, I'm done with this look. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I look imposing. So you get to, I don't know, you get down to Fort Totten, maybe you're down to the Rhode Island stop on the, red, on the red line. Things fill up a little bit. You get to Union Station, it fills up a lot. Nobody sits next to me because I look like a psycho. I'm wearing my headphones. i got Marilyn Manson blasting. By the way, we will still have mandatory Manson for you. You know, I, I'm looking, I'm sitting there, and I'm you know, singing along. This is the new hit, Stand Up and Admit. By the way, that will be the mandatory Manson tonight. So, and then, finally, when everybody is standing, and there's that one seat, you know, I'm the one guy nobody's sitting next to. You roll over to, like, a Judiciary Square or something, and the hot chick's rolling in. Yeah. And then they look around, and they're like, ah, oh, jeez. Oh, I want to sit there. All right. And then they come over, and they sit next to you. And the whole time you're thinking, man, she sat next to me. She, she must, must want it. She must like it. <laughs> she must be into what she's seeing because there are no other seats on the whole Metro card. You're sitting there like, oh, yeah, look at me. So um, have you ever struck up a conversation? Like, be it be on the Metro, on the plane? Yeah. I, well, on the plane, you have to act nervous. 
you know, and that's usually how you can get people to talk to you because, yeah, I, I'm really nervous. I need someone to talk to while, you know. I've never had that. I've n- I never get nervous. I never try to start, strike up a conversation. Um, a lot of times, if I do, I'm like, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom. And that's about the extent of the conversation. And that's how it goes. But it was, yeah, it was just so weird coming down here and there's only one line. But don't let that discourage you because I think that actually is all done. I think they finished up with all the work uh, from what I saw and everything is uh, here and available to you. Again, uh, the show sounds a little different because we've taken the hideout. Uh, on the road. Live and location, and ironically enough, it is the very last hideout uh, on 106.7 WJFK. No phone calls to be had, obviously. No AOL for broadband, instant messenger. However, well, Actually, you can probably get a hold of Sideshow, who's hold, uh, holding down the fort on the AOL for broadband. Yeah, Sideshow will be able to uh, to take care of you with all, with all those things necessary. And indeed, um, to go along with that, J-Dubs, uh, we will be using the phones for one thing. Uh, Matt Albert is supposed to be here. And, of course, at Tequila Beach, you need to be 21 or older. And he is 19. So he's going to be outside, I guess, hanging out, enjoying the hideout uh, right in front of Tequila Beach. He's 19, 300 and some odd pounds, gray hair. All right, not 300. I'm talking 478 pounds. What? He's, he's got to be at least four bills. Bateman? Well, uh, according to him on using the AOL for broadband, I was talking to him last week, and he said, great, I'm already balding. I already see a bald spot. 19 gray hair, 380 million pounds, and balding already. And no job. But he's going to come and hang out with the hideout, so that's a P1 listener. Those are our favorite listeners. Those are the ones that keep this show rolling. And uh, those are the people that we uh, hope. This guy coming to an abrupt stop tonight, huh? Yeah. The last one. It is. You know, and how does that make you... I mean, all right, let's go over some of these things. You know, we're going to talk to uh, members of the staff here at Tequila Beach. It's a Mardi Gras party. we got a whole bunch of buddies stopping by. The doors are actually open now. So if you want to come down, uh, no cover until 10 o'clock. All right. Do we want to talk about the salesperson now who's doing this? Yeah. All right, let's talk about this. I don't know if you remember a while back. Uh, Mr. Ron Bennington of the Ron and Fez Show, of course, heard at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on WJFK. He um, he was like, never again. I worked with Teresa on, she's a sales lady. I worked with Teresa on an event. Never again. And I was like, you know, we have, I worked on that first Dave & Buster's gig, the first Ron and Fez Dave & Buster's gig. It was great. We had a good time. Everything went off without a hitch. That's because she wasn't really around and she stayed out of the way. Yeah. Well, actually, Dave Joy, who's already here, he was the uh, general badger there. Bring Dave up. Bring Dave, Dave over here. Actually, Bateman, bring Dave over. Can you guys hear us all the way over there? And I attribute that one. Yeah, don't make, make me get up. I'm a little old after that long walk from Metro Center. <laughs> it, how beautiful is that? It is literally across the street from the it Metro Center. It is, unless Center. you go the wrong way like I, I did. Oh, did you really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, whenever you come on the, on the Metro, on the Metro Center Metro stop, go up. There's actually an exit that's marked 12th and F. Yeah. And so uh, it's right there. By the way, there's a Popeye's down the corner. And, uh, Bateman and I went to the Popeye's. I got a great story. Great Popeye story already. Going to Popeye's in D.C. was awesome. First, though, back to this. All right, Dave Joy, you worked at Dave & Buster's. You, you had to deal with Teresa, didn't you? Tell, I know she's your coworker. You're not going to get in trouble. This is the hideout. We don't get in trouble for this kind before of stuff. Before that, before that, what I attribute the first Dave & Buster's going so smoothly is that Dave was the general badger at the point. So yeah. I think he took over the reins of that sale. Dave made everything come off smoothly. And by the way, 
How was it working with Teresa on that event? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Teresa's a good girl. No. Why are you lying? See, now I know he knows Alan's listening. He knows Cameron's listening. Hey, Alan. Hey, Cameron. <laughs> Teresa's still a good girl. I don't care you're listening. Uh, the only thing that I can say about Teresa is... Whitey. Yes, and her voice Skanky. on the radio. Okay. <laughs> Only one winner per household per 60 days. It's annoying. That is annoying. I, I, did you hear him say skanky? I don't yeah, think I, thought, I, I thought he said that. Why'd you, why'd you call her skanky, Dave? Uh, whoa. Is that allowed? <laughs> skanky, yeah. Who knows? We've probably been dumped out of and they're running the uh, mixtape best. That's all right. You can join me on the corner with the can collecting money. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. And, you know, God bless Teresa, you know, you know whatever. She, at least thank her enough to say, hey, we got a gig we're going to do. Let's go out and let's take the hideout and we're going to do this with the hideout. All right. So just no help. I mean, we had no help all the way through I setting mean, all this up. Wendell knows how uh, he was very uh, I don't know how to you weren't mad but you were very just kind of type A yeah type A he was he, he drove around this place for about 40 minutes because he has to park right in front and there's a cop out there so he can't really do that look at the loadout they were shoveling yeah. some, some homeless guy off the sidewalk no bring him in we oh need, yeah we no, need no, he went away in the ambo yeah I, actually when I walked up here I saw the homeless guy he was uh, directing traffic with the, with a bottle in his hand, it was great. But it is safe. We yeah. do want to stress that it is yeah, safe. Yeah, they took him away. Yeah, they took him away. You are gonna be fine. I went, what did he look like? I wonder if this is the same dude that was over at Popeyes. Oh, is that part of the story? Was he wearing was he wearing like a backpack and stuff? No, no. All right, well we gotta tell you about the Popeyes stories in a second. By the way, to remind you, it's a hideout broadcasting from Tequila Beach Mardi Gras party. All the festivities really getting. This is kind of a pre-party, if you will. Uh, you know, we're always the nerds that show up first to the party. We're, hey, where's everybody at? And then, and then when everybody shows up, we end up sitting in the corner and not talking to anybody. And that's the way the show's going to go tonight. Basically, yeah. all of you are going to be having fun, and uh, we're going to be sitting up in the corner watching you guys have fun. Um, so I feel like it's 90210, and we're in the peach pit after dark. You know, when uh, David had to broadcast from there and taking love phone calls. <laughs> the peach pit after dark, how do you even remember that? Because they rerun it now. Beautiful, yeah. I can't remember what station it is. Is the OC the new 90210? No. Not at all? I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm saying no. I think that's what they, they you know, they try to, to get on a little bit. Maybe but, the new Dawson's Creek. By the way, all right, you're not to pardon us if we're going to get a little distracted every now and then because they have these beautiful waitresses here at Tequila Beach. And the whole thing, it's a beach theme. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the club in a second. We still got to finish, you know, uh, bitching. Is that allowed? So... Um, but anyway, the women here... Is are, it bitching in a good way? It's, it's bitching. bitching. It's rocking. So the, the women are, like, dressed up like not. Like, <laughs> they've got, I guess, the black pants, and I don't know if the, uh, the pants are going to eventually... Deteriorate? Not, yeah, deteriorate. But, uh, you know, they're wearing the, like a bikini, I guess you would say. Because it's a That's bikini. exactly what you'd say. Where are the dudes with the shirts off? That's why I really came here. I'm looking for them. No? I didn't take a shot off one of them. <laughs> so, anyway, getting back to Teresa and why uh, this event's uh, so far. Um, so, anyway, the whole thing is like, you know, the last two weeks we're giving out hideout passes. You know, we're, you know, we're told one thing by Teresa. We're, you know, we're giving away hideout passes. You've got to get in. You've got to have this pass to get in. And uh, we finally called Jason. Is it Jason who was the owner of Tequila Beach? 
I believe I have his name somewhere around here. Flynn's running around too, doing a great job getting everything set up. I'm going to say Jason for now. All right, <laughs> we'll call him Jason. <laughs> I want to call him Fred. All right, Fred too. That works. Jason, Fred. We call him and he's like, "Yeah, man, there's no cover till 10." I'm like, "What?" So we gave out hideout passes for which two is, weeks? Which is a great thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy with that. People can come strolling all in, you know. Make sure you show your uh, your ID so that you're 21 and over. And then you go from there. What's great is that we also have, uh, you know, prizes to give away. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, tchotchkes and stuff like that. Now, is there any way I can get a Heineken up here? Yeah, Heineken would be great, actually, if we were able to score one of those. That would be, that'd be pretty nice, and the show would actually probably get, get moving a little yeah. bit better. So anyway, like, let me tell you. We're about... off to a very brisk jog. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all right so far, considering that we're talking to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing, baby. Grab the mic. Let's talk about Popeyes. Um, Tequila Beach, corner of uh, 12th and 11th Street, downtown DC, Mardi Gras party. 12th and F. There's, and F, I'm there's sorry. no way they'd be 12th and 11th. So. Bateman and I, dude, we're hungry. We gotta grab a little something, put in our belly, because we know it's gonna be a long night. We're gonna be partying, all this kind of fun stuff. So we just right down the road, and I honestly believe there should be a Popeyes down the corner on every street in the United States of you America. You know what? I've never had Popeyes. Never had Popeyes. Do you eat fried chicken? Yeah, I love it. How could you not have Popeyes? I don't know. I've never been uh, compelled to go. Best fried chicken, real quick. See, we need to have this conversation with Matt Albert. Remind me to ask him. He actually, other than his mother's fried chicken, he says that Popeyes is his favorite. It's hard for me to disagree, but Church's Chicken down in the South, that's pretty good. KFC, not interested. Not interested in KFC. Um, it reminds you of the stuff that you get when you're, like, in, in high school. You know, on that one day that they make the fried chicken and they burn it all up. It's very soggy. I don't like the original. It's too greasy. I didn't want to be greasy tonight. I'm not interested in being greasy. So we go over to Popeye's. And as soon as we walk into this Popeye's, I don't know if he was homeless, but he was rambling like he was homeless. And All right, so you got the counter, right, Bateman? Yeah, I, I don't know if the guy was homeless or just crazy or very angry about something. I mean, he was angry about something once in Popeye's, but he seemed like he was angry in general in life. All right, and so you, whenever you're going somewhere, you have to step up to the, to the counter and order. I mean, oh, Dave Joy. See, Teresa wouldn't have done this. We asked, yeah, we asked for a Heineken. Dave Joy comes through. There you go. We're good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. I'm still working antibiotics. It's going to be a great night. <laughs> so anyway, we're at the Popeyes. Bateman and I walk in. I decided I just want a couple of biscuits. All right? A couple of biscuits. Bateman needs a pop. We walk into this place. There's this guy literally standing back near the doors. And it's empty. He's standing back near the doors shouting about three pieces of fish. How much for three pieces of fish? Do they sell fish there? Yes, I okay. guess fried fish. I'm sure they do. And there's a there's a thing on the wall that says three pieces of fried fish, two fifty. Whatever. The sign's right there. He's pointing at the sign. And he's saying, "How much for fried fish?" And you got to think he's not blind because he sees that it says it's for blind he, fl- for fish. Do you think he's literate? I don't know. He actually he was dressed somewhat well. He lay, had like a nice leather backpack. He had some nice glasses on, didn't he? Yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know. He was. He, you could tell something wasn't quite right with him, but he, he was fairly normal looking. He wasn't like you know. I mean, he was sort of talking to himself and screaming and yelling, but because he's yelling about fried fish to himself, that's why he, he's dressed nice. He's yeah. dressed better than any of us, but he's yelling about fried fish. If he was quiet, I wouldn't think anything was wrong with him. So 
he starts yelling about fried fish. And then, you know, it starts getting packed a little bit. And I'm thinking, well, this guy's in line, I suppose. I mean, he's sure he's back away from the counter 10 yeah. feet. But, you know, he's waiting for his fried fish. So I'm like, God, do we go around him? What do we do? So we kind of start inching up a little bit. You never know that etiquette. I mean, it's, you don't know if he's, I mean, he's one of those guys. He, he's he, already he, screaming. You don't know what he's going to do if you try to cut in front of him. If you saw this guy, like, near the metro, you'd back away because you'd be afraid that he's one of those dudes that would just push you as, as, the, as the yellow line's coming up. So, you know, we kind of start inching up or whatever. And then all these other people just start coming in. Right? Yeah. They just sort of, like, cut line. And the, the, this woman was working behind the counter. And she, like, opened up a new line or something. And all these people I hadn't seen before just were suddenly in line all of a sudden. I mean, it came out of nowhere. It was like a whole mob scene. So they come up, and, the, and, and, the, and the, they step in front of them, and they do their orders. And then, you know, we're about to get our order. And the guy's like, hey, I've been here for 30 minutes. I've been here for 30 minutes. Meanwhile, he's standing right behind me, and I'm waiting for, like, you know, someone to stab me in the neck or something. And we're, and we're in front of him at this point. Well, what are we supposed to do? So he walks up, and, he, you know, he's like, hey, I've been here for 30 minutes. How much for fried fish? And I was like, God, dude, all right. And so he, I'm like, hey. Why don't you just tell him? I don't know. Like, just tell him. I was like, dude. Make him happy. You could cut. I was like, well, hey. actually, before that, he started screaming at the woman behind the counter saying things that I don't think we could say on the air anymore. No, hold on. Not yet. Not yet. All right. So he, he, um, he decides, hey, look, this is, you know, here's, I'm yelling about fried fish. What's going on? And this other whole family of, like, 17 comes in. <laughs> um, so I'm like, all right, dude, you know, whatever. Why don't you cut in front of us? We're in no hurry. Wendell's got everything handled over at Tequila Beach. And so he cuts in front. He was like, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Man. I don't know why the people behind the counter got to be bitches. It just yells. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, that's not a curse word, is it? No. You know, it doesn't he, matter. He, got dumped if it was. And he yells and he calls her a female dog <laughs> if it did get dumped. Jesus Christ, what are we even doing? Can somebody call Ellie and see if he needs any help? So, <clears throat> you know, and he calls this lady the B word. And he was like, why do people... Why do people have to, uh, you know, thank you, white people? Isn't that what he said to us? Yeah, he said, he goes, even the white people are nicer, something like that. And oh, that then is he, a surprise. Then he turns around and goes, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, whatever, dude. I guess I look white. I don't know. Um, what were you going to say? You didn't have anything? All right. So. This is your story, man. What was that? <laughs> I, don't, I just thought it was funny that we're here for two minutes. We're going down to Popeye's to get a couple of biscuits. And the guy, didn't he say something about pulling out a knife and shanking somebody? Or? He was just rambling on at that point. And, and then he starts yelling about black people. And, yeah. and he is black. I think it was related to Matt Albert, actually. And he starts talking about black people and how the nice, the nice white guys behind him <laughs> let him cut in line and all that. So there it is. That's our little venture into uh, downtown D.C. so far. And I think everything's going to work out fairly well. So much that we want to get to. Um, part of it that we want to do, J-Dubs, um, we want to talk to, like, the DJs and some of the people that run Tequila Beach so they can tell us about the bar. So everybody can get really a feel for it. We haven't really described the scenery yet. Yeah. Well, in fact, all right, let's do that real brief. We'll take our first commercial break, and then we'll come back. You come into Tequila Beach, and I'm sure that, you know, Flynn and the DJs will be able to do it, give it more justice. You walk into Tequila Beach, and immediately you look up, and there's, like, this huge... What would you say? Maybe hammerhead a shark? 15-foot hammerhead shark. 
It's like mounting from the top, like it's the old days and you're yeah. dropping acid. Yeah, it, it, it's a shark that's a hammerhead shark that's painted kind of psychedelic-like and dripping like it's uh, like you're on acid. So you walk around and the first thing you're greeted by, Bateman, let's find out what this lovely young lady's name is. Right here at the beer tub. The one, the one that's making me dizzy. Yes. What's your name, honey? Shiloh. Shiloh. Yes. You, you, how are you? We're El Jefe. He's J Dubs. How you doing? I'm. I'm Tommy, the smell spokesmodel. Hey, the smell? I love this little uh, getup you have here. Yeah, Tommy's what got his karate uniform on. I love that he's a white belt. <laughs> yeah, what is that? We we've never asked you about that. Why do you run around with a karate uniform so proud, and at the same time, it's just you're just a white belt. <laughs> Oh, that's a little loud. Yeah. I think we're talking to the lovely young lady, please. Okay, so... Uh, I, I prefer to pick on him. <laughs> yeah. oh. But I'm just saying, Shiloh, we walk in, we look directly to the left. You're wearing a bikini top. You've got, yeah. you know, black pants I'm on. I'm the beer tub the... girl tonight. So you guys got to come down and check us out. Yeah. Some it's... beers over here. We... You know? I have no one to serve right now. Come on. Uh, we're going to get it going. Trust me. Oh, I know. All right, baby. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. God, she's hot. She kicks Bateman. Have you I don't even know what I could say. I don't even know if I can describe how hot she is. She's just there. You go. there. Lee, just go ask her questions. Hey, all right, here's what we're going to do next time because we're going to, when we take a break, we're going to come back. We're going to interview Shyla. You were standing up on the stage. You stand down on the ground and make her still stand on the stage so that she has to bend over into the mic and talk into that, the mic. That's more than fine with me. Why didn't you think about that earlier? Because I wanted to get as close to her as possible. All right, fair enough. How does she smell? How does, it, how does she smell? Like, does she smell real nice? Wonderful. Great. Although she's already treating me like I've taken her out on several dates. Yeah, I noticed she just kicked you off the, off the platform. Not she just wanted to touch me. I, I get that a lot. Um, you walk in, so you're in this tequila beach, and you look around, and you've got, like, sharks coming out of the walls. And, yeah, like, like, and all the sharks in their mouths, they have TVs, which is really cool. And um, you got, like, the tiki look, and it's like you got stone and, like, a beach atmosphere yeah, there's kind of a, thing. there's this big, like, tiki head sitting right next to us with the eyes lit up, and every once in a while, it shoots smoke out of his nose. And we're going to have the music will get going a little bit later on in the broadcast and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a party. We're doing the pre-party, though. We're doing the hideout uh, live from Tequila Beach in downtown D.C. They've got an upstairs, a downstairs, you know, um, it's, a, it's a Mardi Gras party, all that kind of fun stuff going on. Here's what we'll do, Dubs. Let's take a commercial break. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk to the people from Tequila Beach, see what it's like to open a club. Because I don't even know if we're on the air so far, but I know one thing, we need to diversify. I found that out when I got fired from radio the first go-around, that I had never done anything else in my life, and uh, I was struggling. So, you see, I'm a jack-of-all-trades. You worked at the pizza place. You did a lot of stuff. I've worked in the pizza place. I've worked at lumber yards. I've worked doing all kinds of stuff. So what we'll do is we'll take a break, come back, and ask Flynn if he'll hire us. To work at Tequila Beach, to work shirtless behind the, behind the bar. All right, you don't want to see that? Fine then. Take it a break. Coming back, El Jefe J Dubs. Big ups to Wendell for hooking all this up. Taking our break. Coming back. It's the Hideout broadcasting live. Where Dubs? Tequila Beach, downtown DC Mardi Gras party. 106.7 WJFK. You're listening to the biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. As the hideout broadcasts live from Tequila Beach. Located at the corner of 12th and F at the Metro Center Metro Stop. The hideouts with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Live until 11. And now, back to the hideouts. 
broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party on 106.7 WJF. Okay. Welcome back into the live broadcast. Hunter in the Beach. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C. Um... Previously, that was a run-through, J-Dub. Yeah, we, yeah, we did a little... Um... I think we hit it flawlessly. So now we're actually going to do this for the air. Um, El Jefe oh. and J-Dub broadcasting live. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C. Mardi Gras party. Come on out. Corners of 12th and F Street in downtown D.C. Right off the Metro Center Metro stop. During the break, we were doing what we thought was an interview on the air live. Um, let's go back to Tommy Bateman. Bateman, again, is it Shondell? Shantae. Shantae. Was your uh, mom and dad listening to a lot of RuPaul when yeah. they named you? No, you know, I've never heard that joke Turn to the And you know what? Why, the why would you even say that? Shantae. What a hat. You know, Shantae. not everybody can be, you know, special. By the way, you're beautiful. Thank you. Now, tell That's us why I picked her out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> tell us about the club. Uh, again, live again. on the air. <laughs> well, like I said, the club's got a pretty good atmosphere. It's kind of a beach theme, so girls in bikinis. It's, it's different. Exactly. It's a good time. You got the sharks coming out of everywhere. Got the sharks. We got, you know, the tiki men all around. We got the guys blowing smoke. So it's cool. It's a good yeah. atmosphere. No, it's a, uh, like you said, it's the, uh, the bar atmosphere is that of a beach. What are you, what is your outfit? You're you're a bartender. Correct? I'm a bartender, and I, I guess you call these hot pants. Yes. That's what you call them. Uh-huh. And I have on a bikini top. Now, so. why do you have a sweater on top of that? It's a little chilly in here. No, it's not. It's a little chilly. It's warm and sunny on the beach. Yeah. You hear the commercial. It's warm and sunny. Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm in Hawaii, right? That's what it's supposed to be. Thank you, on back there. Exactly. Yeah. Give me about 15 minutes. Jacket's coming off. We're ready to rock. Uh, see, and this is what I'm saying. You still got time to get out here and make all this happen. Well, thank you, Shantae. Well, thank so you much. guys. And like I said, if you're listening, come on down and have fun at the beach. Have fun at the beach, Tequila Beach. So easy to get to. So much. Su- Yay! Let's hear it for Shantae. Let's grab the DJ, Bateman. Shantae. What do we have? Shinoli over here? Is, was that the name? Shinoli? Shiloh. <laughs> Shiloh. Shyla. All right. Hey, Shyla. How we're just Hi, gonna uh, we're just gonna look at you, okay? Uh, <laughs> this you is. Do you play with that club. ice? <laughs> yeah. Could you play with the ice a little bit? Can we stick your head in the ice? Is that possible? <laughs> Maybe a little bit later on. Okay. She gave me a wink. Like, yeah, sure. Um, all right, Bateman, come closer. It's not like there's, you know, you're fighting the crowd. <laughs> this is the DJ at the club, John. Hey, John. How you hey, doing? how are y'all doing? How you doing, brother? So um, this is actually something, Dubs, that I've I've considered and I've wanted to do because whenever club you're DJing? club DJing, not do you actually like mix music and all that kind of a- stuff? Absolutely. Now you you look very clean cut, preppy. <laughs> you work on the hill during the week, or what do you do? Well, I'm a student at George Mason, an econ major, and I'm going to a pilot school in the army in October. Oh, okay, cool. But meanwhile, I'm uh, enjoying my uh, single life here. At Tequila Beach. Now, that's what I want to talk about. We can't talk too graphically, all right? right? Because we have all these new rules that have been set down. But that was part of the reason. Now, most of us got into radio because we have this need for attention. We specifically like talk radio because we like to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, it's a lovely daddy attitude. Exactly. I, I don't think it's the same kind of attitude for club DJs because you guys are more about the music, and, are you not? And they're kind of out front. Well, yeah, it's... 
it's it's like a club. It's it's full scale. We fit a lot of people in here. Uh, it's more of a, a party, have fun atmosphere, which is kind of new to the D.C. area. You know, you can just kind of take off your gloves a little bit and just go absolutely crazy, actually. Uh, Jason, the DJ from Tequila Beach here in downtown. John. John? Whatever. John, Jason, we're going to call you Jay the rest of the night so we don't mess That'll up. That'll work. Make D- it easier. DJ Jay. Um, so here's the thing. Now, remember when we were in music radio, Dubs? Oh, yeah. Now, when you're in music radio, and I don't, I don't have you ever done any, like, radio or anything like that? Um, I've gone, like, I've never actually been live on the air myself, but I've done doing concerts and stuff, though. You're doing but, great, a, Well, thank you. Yeah, outstanding. So are you guys. Thank yeah. you. So here's the thing, though, Dubs. Whenever you're a, a music DJ at a music station, half the fun is picking up whores yeah. on the request line. Yeah, the girls that call it... it the first question you always ask them is, all right, how old are you? Yeah, you always want to check the age. You always want to check the, check the age and go from there. And then, and then after that, you know, like, all right, what are you doing? Where are you going? But the thing, the horrible thing about being a radio DJ from, like, a music station is that there's a phone line. And chicks sound so hot over the phone. Hey, come up to the station. Yeah, why don't you come down here? I'm here till midnight. I remember this one time we actually paid for a cab. For this for this chick to come up to the station, we we bought the, we bought this girl like cab to come up to the radio station, and we were like, yeah, we'll pay for it when you get here. You know, she sounded hot. She's like 23 years old. You know, she was willing to do whatever. You know, we're DJs. We're like, this is gonna be awesome. So she comes out. She gets out of that cab, and we're like, Jesus Christ. And then it's like, she looked. She seriously, she looked like she'd been hit by a bus. And, oh, no. and then you already ran the game on her, so you got to act like she's still hot. Yeah, you, because that's the thing. We don't have that where we're going to talk to you on the phone, tell you how hot you are, then you show up in person, and we're just going to call you a skank, and you look like you got hit by a bus. We're, we're actually nice guys, and we can't do that. So what did you tell her? Well, we were like, hey, come on into the prod room. Let's have a party. <laughs> <laughs> but the clothes have to stay on and everything. Right? Well, no. Uh, oh, no, we, we, we had a couple of, uh, of bottom feeders at the station. Who would take whatever we didn't want? Exactly. You pass them off to the you pa- pass them off to quasi to, to producers like Bateman and stuff. Hey, I'm a spokesmodel, damn it. Right. So anyway, getting back to you and what your thing is, though, Jay. So you being a club DJ here at Tequila Beach uh, in DC, we had to go through the phone lines, and it always was a letdown. But you still got chicks calling all the time who you know want to uh, want to request songs. Sure. What is it like for you, being at a club, at a hot club, a bumping club? You got the mu- the music just, you know, blaring. Everybody's having a great time. They're sipping on the Heineken. They're, they're doing great stuff. What is it when the hot chick who comes up, looks like Shinoli or something, comes up to you and is like, hey, can I, can I get her? Can I request a song? Um, does she slip you a 20? Does she slip you a phone number? Do you ever have anything like that happen to you as a club I, DJ? I, I get it all the time, actually. Sometimes they uh, request songs. And they'll give me a $20 bill, and I was going to play it next anyways, and so it works even better. But you don't get the money back, though, right? No. <laughs> no. Now, what about, what about the uh, women you pull? I mean, do you, do you, how is it? Do you end up, you know, you've got your bosses listening to stuff, but, you know, and you've got thousands listening on the air. Do you end up taking a lot of women home as the club DJ? Because, you know, you're a good-looking dude. You look like you should be on 90210 or the OC or something. Well, uh, I do all right. I just moved into a new place, and um, I guess I could say my... Uh, I don't sleep alone a lot, you know, after the weekend. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. What, what do you, who do you think gets more at the, at, the, at the club? All right, we have another person who wants to come up and talk. Keep I'm his roommate, and... Uh, keep it clean. He thinks he has game. Yes, he's good looking, but... Uh, no game? But no. I mean, I, I've lived there with him for, what, two months? And uh, How many women in two months? Um, 
Well, we don't we don't tell, but uh Come on, tell. It's only thousands listening. Just show us on your hands. Toes. She might have to use her toes. <laughs> is it is it is it a loud ruckus? And what do you do um, here? Not as loud as he makes it seem like it is. I'm just the coach at Well, if it's more so than three. <laughs> yeah, wear a coach. And that's the other thing, too. Do we have to tip you as a coach hacker? Um, it'd be nice if you did. No. I am here working. Do, our, but do you most people do to. it? Is our coat going to get lost if we don't tip you? The coat won't get lost, but they won't get a special smile. Oh, oh a special smile. And it'll take you 30 minutes to find it, right? <laughs> yeah, I know how yeah. that goes. All right, well, fair enough. So that was my question to you. The type of women that you end up pulling, Jay, whenever you're a club DJ at, a, at an establishment like this. And I wonder, do you guys, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know if we're going to get fired after the show or what's going to happen because we got all these rules. But this is what I want to do. I want to come work with you guys, and I want us to go set up a little tally in the back. And there's going to be Jay. There's going to be John. Hefe. I want to call him Jay. I like Jay. <laughs> there's going to be Jay, and it's just the letter J, not J-A-Y. So I got Jay, Hefe, and I see all these bouncers and stuff walking around. Who do you think at a bar takes home the most women? Well, actually, there's this bartender named Aaron. He, uh... He's built like Ella Cool J. I mean, this guy, he, uh, Ooh, we had a couple of Playboy like models come in here uh, last week, and um, both of them asked to uh, take him home. And uh, we ended up cleaning up till 6 in the morning, so, you know, he had to uh, avoid that offer, but uh, he had a couple of Playboy models I, come I, I don't think you avoid that offer. You I think quit. You yeah. If you look like Ella Cool J, you quit and you go work at another place. That's what you end up doing if you got two Playboy <laughs> models that want you. So I, I think he's my main competition, but I think we try to help each other out. You know, I have this beer pong table at my house, and so I always make that debate. I always say, hey, come back. You know, we can play beer pong. That's you know. you got to have a setup. Yeah, you, you, need, have, to, you, you have to have something more of a draw there. You and, need like a Galaga or something. You know, you need a really cool video game. And see, tonight is even better because I can say, well, I have WJFK coming back to the after party, too. And, you know, even more will want to come back. Yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We'll party at Jay's house. That's everybody. We'll get your address a little bit later on and uh, give it out. Thank you so much for checking in, bro. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And, um, yeah, so that's something that I've always thought about. Like, if there's a. Because I don't know if you know, but DJs kind of have that competition just a little bit. Yeah. You know, it'll be that situation where, all right, who's, who's, well, pool, who's pulling more, the morning guy, the night guy? Well, it's all about bragging rights, you know? You have to. Uh, and all about the stories afterwards. You know, it may not be about the experience of the time, but you, I have to do this just to, uh, just to talk. And, like, bouncers. Bouncers at strip club, bouncers at strip club DJs. Uh, those guys and also the DJs at strip clubs, those are the guys that you think they end up taking down the strippers every single night. It's, it, it's one of those situations. Well, I had a friend that was a strip club DJ, and uh, what a lot of the girls would do would uh, give him favors so that he would talk them up more when they were on stage. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so... There would be, you know, like activities of a sexual neighbor that would, nature that would be exchanged, so he would pimp them a little bit more. Yeah, he would, he would give them uh, more of a talk-up, like say how beautiful she is and what she'll give you in a lap dance and everything. All, uh, you know, just like really talk you up a lot just so, you know, you, know, you make more money at your job. Now, Dubs, we were talking about this a little bit because you never know. Uh, we may need to diversify. Let's say we end up making millions in this industry, all right? You've got to diversify a little bit. What would you want to open as a side business? Would you want to open a bar? Yeah, I definitely don't want to open a bar. I'm more of a uh, Irish pubber, though, you know? I like to uh, get my big 
beer flask and start singing songs and just wheel them left and right. So you want a small kind of quaint kind of place, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I I would like to open a gym or something, like a gym where you got, you know, you have like baseball cages and a basketball court and all that kind of stuff. Call me a nerd, but I don't even know if I could if I could handle being at a place like this every single night. Oh, it, it, it would be rough, you it know. Because you, you know, I mean, you just get end up getting drunk and partying all the time. Imagine being married or having a serious girlfriend and working or going to one of these places. I think it's impossible. It has to be. I don't think there's any way that you would be able to work here as you look at Shinoli and Shantae and who's the other one up there? I don't know. They all got all kinds of chicks. So. Anyway, we need to take a commercial break. Do we? Yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll talk. We see we got some people that are here that want to chat with us. Um, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll check in with the crowd a little bit. Again, broadcasting live from Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., the corner of 12th and F Street at the Metro Center Metro stop. No cover until 10 o'clock, so come on out. Those of you that have hideout passes will be able to get in after 10. We, we did put the, uh, the guest list up top. And if for some reason there's a line, the hideout pass gets you right in front of it. Exactly. You can jump to the front of the line if you got the hideout pass. So we're going to take a very quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back. It's the hideout, final hideout ever. We still need to even talk about that. 106.7 WJFK. Listening to the biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. That's the Hideout broadcast live from Tequila Beach, located at the corner of 12th and F at the Metro Center Metro stop, live until 11. And now, back to the Hideouts, featuring El Jefe, J Dub, and WJFK male spokesmodel Tommy Bateman. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party. All right, broadcasting live again. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., 12th and F Street. Uh, Metro Center, Metro Stop. Dubs and El Jefe in the final hideout broadcast ever, J-Dubs. How are you uh, holding up so far? I'm holding up perfectly. Uh, it's actually... I'm feeling so fresh, so clean. <laughs> I got the, we got the, you know, Tequila Beach, it's a great bar. They, you know, they got a great beach theme and atmosphere going on. Beautiful ladies who serve you beer out of tubs. In fact, we got... There are rumors going around. Where's Bateman? Bateman came up. Come on, Bateman comes up to me and he says, Shiloh, who we spoke to... Why are you going to blame me for this? Shiloh, who we spoke to earlier. And I don't know if you... You can deny this if you want to. Shiloh, Bateman comes running up to me like a little girl, excited, like it was the second grade, saying, Hefe, Hefe, you'll never believe this. You'll never believe this, dude. You'll never believe this. And I think I heard somewhere that Shiloh might have been in Playboy. Were you in Playboy? Come on! Yes! Yes! yes. yes. Wow! Now, were you in the back covers, or were you, uh, were you, uh, you know, a feature? Oh my God! Were you a cover girl? I'm, I'm November 2001 Cyber Girl. Thanks for calling me out, you. Bleep. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, that's good for girl. business. Now, are you are you proud of that? Yeah. Being a, well, I mean, that's something I did a few years ago. I'm, I'm actually, I do modeling. I also do acting. And I also host a TV show. What TV show? And I do this for fun. What what TV show do you host? Um, It's called Late Night. It's on the WB Channel 50. It's on every Friday night. You need a fat Uh, Mexican and a goofy white boy? Huh? 3.30 in the morning? Uh, 3.30 in the morning, yeah. It's kind of like Wild On. I cover, like, different events in D.C. and stuff. God, we we should have known that. Bateman, great job. Yeah, can I plug my uh, website? Yeah, as long as it's not dirty. 
Yeah, it's uh, w. Well, it's not dirty. No way. Just got. You were. Oh, go ahead. It's Check it out. Do that. And then come see me at Tequila Beach on top of it. Come and meet me live. Simplyshiloh.com. Simplyshiloh.com. Don't get the mic back. I've never. I don't know if I've ever talked to a Playboy model before. So what's the reaction? And by the way, this should say something about the club. All right, Dubs and Hefair here. We got the male spokesmodel, Tommy Baden for JFK here. You got a chick that was in Playboy serving you beer. What? How does that come about? How do you get discovered? Uh, well, pretty much what I did is I did the Hawaiian Tropic pageant. And then I met um, Hef's doctor and friend. He said, send me some Polaroids. I did. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Polaroids. Wait a second. Hold on. You, you tried to move past that way too quick. What kind of racket is this? Oh, come on, you guys. And then, then the next thing wait, after wait, that, wait, I was wait. flying out to the mansion. Hold on, and hold on. Blah, blah. Now, what kind of pol- Polaroids did you have to send them? Just very... Nope. Nude? Yeah, they're nude, but they're not, like, graphic. Yeah, of course. not pornographic. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Unless I wouldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah, class. Classy lady. Tasteful. Exactly. I've also done other magazines. um, No, shut the hell up. (laughs) I swear to God, this guy, I'm going to take one of my beer bottles and hit you in the head next time you say something like that to me. Toss it up. Now, um, a magazine called Sun, it's kind of like Maxim. They sell, like, at 7-Eleven everywhere. Wow. So, well, now, hold, first of all, so that's how you get discovered, okay? So then you do the photo shoot. Yeah. Were you nervous with a whole bunch of people? I mean, how many people are in the room during the photo shoot? Um, about five, six. It's not bad because there's women. you got your makeup artists and stuff like that. Before that, who took the Polaroids? It was my ex-boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> was it your ex at the time? I, I, had, he's, I only could feel comfortable in front of him, you know? I got you. But he, it's not that bad. They, they're very professional. They have to be. They're a corporation. How, mm-hmm. long, how long ago was this? Um, I did my first shoot in 2001. Uh, my last issue came out last August. It was, uh, I was up for Playboy Model of the Year, and they did a, well, all of our photos. The 52 models, that was one of the 52 they put in the magazine. Now, what kind of stuff do you get to go do as a Playboy model? I mean, are you, you know, taking around the world and showing Come things? Come on. I, please. Well, I don't know. I mean, because here's the thing. Here's this thing this one time. I, uh, when we were working at the old station, I met this chick who was in the competing uh, penthouse. And she had this, like, little penthouse thing that she wore. And she talked about how they'd fly her everywhere. By the way, she was skanky. She was not nearly Yeah, she was not and she thought special. She, she thought she was hot stuff, but she really wasn't. You blow her away. Like she's patting Tommy on the head like he's a dog. Um, so, you, you don't... Do you go out to the mansion? I mean, do you, are you flown out to do, like, appearances? That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. I figure it would be a jump start for my career, which it has been. What do you want to do? I'm not sure, man. Now do, you, now, do you still go out to the mansion I, I, regularly? Um, I haven't been there, actually, in a while. It's been about a year. But if I ever, when I, whenever I go out to California and do shoots, I call there, and you're, you get to stay on the um, guest property, which is on, I mean, guest house, which is on the property of the mansion. What base did you get with Hef? Huh? What base? <laughs> what? Excuse me? What base did you get with, with Hef? Oh, I didn't do anything with Hef. He tried, no. believe me. Did he, he really? Oh, my God. Big time. Now, He's right. a male whore. Wow, allegedly. Yeah, but he's got so many blonde girlfriends that I don't even matter, you know what I mean? It's like, and whatever. And isn't that weird because here, and no offense to anybody, any that's of the other... That's show business, baby. That's, that's, what, that's why I'd rather work at a place where I get shared respect like tequila beach. You know what I'm saying? And no, I'm here right now. All right, no offense. Stop feeling I'm about. talking. It's my show. Oh, Hold my on. My show. Hold on a second. <laughs> 
I love yelling at hot chicks. How often do you get to do that? Shut up, honey! You shut up! So, you got all these, like, you know, women here, but what's it like to, like, stick out in a crowd? Uh, you know, does everybody come up to you and ask you about Playboy? I think they are now, thank you. Did they all know? I was keeping it undercover. Why would you keep that undercover? You, you, are you seeing anyone that, now? That's how you sell. Yes, I just, you know. Yeah? But I tell you, there's a lot of hot girls in here. I'm like... Should, yeah, I mean, there are a ton of other girls, but who, have they you weren't seen in Playboy. Girl, uh, there's these two girls back here. Have you seen what they're wearing? They weren't in Playboy. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> we only talk to Playboy models. That's what we do here in the hideout. So, anyway, well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I'm, I may have some other questions that come up, so if you don't mind, you know, checking in here and there. What's your TV show again on your website? Oh, God, Late Night. The website for that is uh, www.l-nite.com. Mm -hmm. You can see some of my segments and stuff. I've covered uh, XM, Playboy, just a couple different things that I do. Yeah? It's like a small segment. It's, either way, I'm doing it to get my reel together and send out later. Just for experience. What do you want to be on? Like Access Hollywood I or something? My, hey, can I be on the radio show? I think I should have my own radio show. What do you guys think? Hey, you... Hey. Yeah, Karate Kid. Me and Karate Kid. You what do you guys think? Trust me. You can come hang out in the hideout anytime you want. Awesome. Uh, we usually get together at my place late night, Friday nights. And uh, we, we go over stuff and all that kind of stuff. I bring the roofies. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Do you <laughs> what is a roofie? I'm trying to ask her a question. Don't worry about that, honey. You'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Shut up! What are you talking about? How so, about I give you guys the roofies? Uh, whatever. Just take advantage of us. Uh, my question to you is, what I was, now? Wait, I didn't know I was doing an interview here. Yeah, you're doing an interview. We're on the air. I mean, trust me. You're famous right now. We've made you into a star. My <laughs> Thank you so much. Back off, crowd. Back off. So... <laughs> Well, what are you going to do, though? Here's my thing. What ends up happening to hot chicks? Because part of this, you seem very, very cool. But a lot of times you meet chicks like you that are real bitchy. And I was talking about this, what, two weeks ago? No, last weekend. It was last weekend. I was talking about, I see hot chicks like you that got attitude, the ones that have attitude. And I'm thinking... God, it's going to be great in 10 years. Nobody's going to want to talk to them. Their, their looks are going to well, fade. They're going to slash their wrists. I, yeah. I, I live for that. I live for hot chicks going over the hill. That's one of the things that really, my, really my, makes me happy. Please stop talking now, thanks. It's my, my show. <laughs> Mine, too. My, no, my oh, motto sorry. is to treat everybody equally. I, you know, until someone disrespects me, that's what I'm at. I mean to them. But otherwise, I, I, I are don't we think, cool? You don't. You're very. You guys are very cool. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you, baby. But you know, you don't are get you anybody? anybody like that. No? Are, are you seeing anybody? Kinda, but we're like makeup breakup type. Stuff. Can we call them? A great makeup sex, which is good. Can we call them? No. All right. Well, give the give it back to Bateman then. Thank you, baby. Shiloh. Shil Shil Shiloh. All right, Shiloh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, baby. Hi, Lola. Tequila Beach, everybody. Come visit. Yeah, it's Tequila Beach. They give me lots of tips. Thank they, you. They got Playboy. As soon as you walk in at Tequila Beach, you got a Playboy model serving you alcohol. <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? I got a, I got a load of microphones. So, anyway. Here we are, Dubs. I didn't. Little did we know, we we're yeah. just sitting in the presence of greatness. Um, you look at Tequila Beach. Are you? Obviously, they got the whole you know beach theme going on, and you know they got sharks coming out of the walls. And it's really an outstanding club. I think once everybody gets down here. By the way, uh, till ten there is no cover. 
So make sure you get here before 10 because there's no cover. Those of you that were given hideout passes, you will still get in for free after 10 because we got your names up at the front. But is you, do you like the, these these theme bar these theme clubs? Actually, I'm a very big fan of theme clubs because you know you know what kind of atmosphere you're walking into right off the bat. You know, you can walk in. You, is it acceptable to take your shirt off here? I'm thinking because it's like a beach atmosphere. It's okay. I think you can. I'm going to be okay for now, but it may get a little hot later on. I know Wendell was asking me down in the background if that was something that we could do. So, you know, it's, it's that. It's, what, um, you want to give me a back rub, Wendell? <laughs> we, have, you, have you heard of those clubs, too, where it's, they got beds? Yeah. And I, I mean, the only place that I've ever heard of this is, like, um, in, down in Miami or something. One that I was a big fan of, I saw on, uh, on uh, Insomniac with David Tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched, uh, I can't remember what city he was in because he goes city to city. But there was one that was an actual old school. And there would be the history oh, room. Oh, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, the history room and then the, uh, I can't remember, like the music room and all that kind of stuff. I, I would be really into something, one of those, you know? Well, you walk in there and it's, because it, remember that one club in Lansing, um, the Temple? This place was so cool because it was an old church. Yeah, that was really cool. And I guess something like a school or a church where you could walk in and, you know, you still have the decor of a church. Yeah, they kept everything very original with the church, but you got alcohol there and uh, really good music. Alcohol, music, women, like here at Tequila Beach in downtown D.C. But I always thought there was something really neat about church and all the bad, the really bad stuff that could go on at a church. At a club. Club church. Do you remember how uh, they had choir like girls dressed up as choir girls uh, doing the shot things? Yeah, they had. I mean, and that's the thing about these these theme clubs is they really get into it. And like like example, you look around at all the dudes that even work here. I mean, these guys are probably models in their own right. There's no way that either one of us could ever get a job at a place like Tequila Beach because they want good looking people working there. Yeah, I mean, who wants to take a, a shot off my? Uh, why not? No. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my body here. You can't even talk about your own body now. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, here we are doing a live broadcast. As, uh, again, no cover until 10. Hideout broadcasting live. I like So I liked the churches. Uh, I've never been to the bad one. And I don't even know if it really counts, but then there's also the sports. But those are more sports bars. Yeah, they're actually sports bars. As opposed to uh, sports clubs. Hey, our... Uh, one of our uh, our people are leaving. Oh, okay. You want a doctor? No, we're all right. All right, cool. <laughs> so, let's take it. Let's go ahead and take our next commercial break because when we come back, I want to talk about a couple of other things that we have uh, all lined up. Um, it's the Hideout Broadcasting Live. The way this breaks down, whenever you come in and you visit us here at Tequila Beach, we've got a whole stage set up. We're set up uh, looking out over the crowd uh, here at Tequila Beach. Let's hear from the crowd. <laughs> oh, you want to hear it from the real yeah, crowd? Yeah, I want to hear it from the real crowd. All right. Yay, what do you think of the show so far? Oh, come on. Let's hear it for Shiloh. This is hack. This is this this is the stuff that you end up seeing like on The Simpsons. Did you have you seen that Simpsons not too long ago? Yeah. Where Marty Burns goes on the uh, on the on the 
the wacky morning radio show, and the guy the whole time is just sitting there playing fart sound effects. And it's like, is that really what we do? And by the end of the segment, you're like, wow, that was brilliant radio. That was a great break. That's one that I'm putting on my demo tape. Racket. <laughs> yeah, racket. Hey, Bateman, we had someone else that wanted to say something, didn't we? We have another WJFK listener. How's it going? Come on up, sir. This is Howard. Hey, Howard, how you doing, man? Oh, very well. That's a pleasure to be here. It really is. Well, welcome into uh, Tequila Beach. Uh-huh. You got the beads. You're ready to go with all yes, the ladies sir. showing up. Huh? A long-time Arlington resident. And can I say which one of the shows during the week that I've liked the best? I'm sure. Go for sure. it. Oh, I'd say Howard Stern has made this the area a wonderful place to live. He's top of the line. I love him. And I could not agree more. Seriously. Thank you, sir. The reason that we're in the business, Howard, yes. um, is because of Howard Stern. I'm telling you, I can't wait till oh. Monday morning. I'll be up Monday morning, 6, 6 a.m. Yeah, See do what? you think he'll ever come to the area again? Uh, he was here in 94 for a book signing. and yeah. hmm. Well, you know, we'll get Cameron on that. In fact, let me give you Cameron uh, Gray's direct phone line. So that you can call Cameron. Okay, very well. 703-279-279-2. No, I can't give it out over the air, but I'll give it to you personally. Oh, okay. I wonder how, I wonder how much that got done. Yeah. I wonder if anybody out there knows out. me. If anybody listening in Arlington would know who I am, I would hope they would. Oh, have you been in Playboy? I wish I ran the thing. I wish I owned it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know. I think you could have gotten some basins of Shiloh. If you yeah. Wanted. You ought to go hit on Shiloh. Throw her some beads. See what happens. Okay, I'll do that. Rock it out. All right, Howard. Hey, it's seriously, it's Gray at WJFKFM.com. Email him and ask him every day when when's Howard uh, comes to you. Say it again. C.L. Gray. C.L. Gray at WJFKFM.com. I certainly will. And make sure everybody emails Cameron. Okay. Thanks, Will. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks, Howard. There's Howard. Howard's in the Howard's in the audience. We have Howard here. Howard is here. The hideout is here. Shiloh is here. Shiloh. Shiloh or Shiloh? Oh, low. 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 Shiloh. Yeah, Shiloh. Jesus. Bateman, how are you holding up so far? I noticed that you're still running around in the karate uniform. Are people looking at you crazy because you're wearing the karate uniform? No, why would they? <laughs> Not I mean, you got people in bikinis. I don't see where it would be too, too crazy for you to be you wearing You know, that would, might be a cool theme, a kung fu bar. That is something. Remember we were talking about, like, strip clubs having a very specific... Like, I was talking about how I really want a strip club to have the got, like, atmosphere, and that's the look. But a karate... What do you think? You gonna set something like that up? Hold on, I'm looking at some chicks. I'm not paying attention to what you're saying over there. Um, a karate bar. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that could work. <laughs> Tell me what. Would you, well, how would you set up a karate bar? Bonsai. <laughs> would you have like mats and stuff everywhere? Yeah, or? no, there would be no seats. I'd rather sit on the ground. <laughs> not a Native American style. Is that how you guys do it? Do some karate moves for us. Do what? Do some karate, karate moves. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Come on, dude. The audience wants to hear it. No, no, I don't think they do. Who wants to hear Bateman? I don't do karate anyway. Who wants to do ba- watch Bateman do karate moves? I saw Shiloh some grappling. Let's do this, seriously. Are you ready, Wendell? Turn this down a little bit. Come on, do a couple moves. I don't do karate. How would I know it? Whatever you do, do it. Oh, no, no, no. You're wearing the uniform. Come on, clear the crowd out. Everybody, back up, everybody, back up. Give, give them some room. We don't want them to kick you. 
Let's go, Bateman. Why do you have to do this in front of a Playboy model? Because, look, she's thinking you're sexy. She's looking at him thinking, wow, he's a radio star. I only have a TV show on at 3.30 in the morning. Come on. Come on. Come on, do a, do a couple moves. I don't do moves. I don't do this form stuff. You're always kicking me. I am not. If I sit down here, then I'll kick you. In fact, in fact, we're before the show, and, you know, they got the music playing here at Tequila Beach and stuff. Yeah, he starts doing some he's, kind of... He's uh, jumping around. He tries to chop you like a tree. He's like, you know, doing little kicks and doing little punches. What are you talking about? you're just straight up lying. Come on, Peyton, stop Cameron was right about you. Do you want to see it, Shiloh? It would really turn me on if he did some moves. Do it! Do it! Like all women, she's lying. Come on! Stop! Your friends aren't here. Do it! It's we are your friends. Come on, do it for us. It's just us. What do you want to see? I don't do anything. anything. I, want, I want to see you sweep the leg. Sweep the get leg. Get down here, I'll sweep the leg. Do it. Come on. No mercy. Somebody get down here, I'll show them. Just do it. Come on. I don't know what to do. Just swing a kick. Yeah, come on. Now kick. 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 <laughs> do it for real. There you go. That's it. You suck. <laughs> come on. We had the crowd part. We had everybody step back so you wouldn't hit anyone. And all you're doing is these little weak moves. Isn't it time for a break? Actually, it is. Saved by the break. Are you mad at us? Look at him. He's... He takes the he takes the he takes the uh, ice. He's chewing on the ice. He's all red. Don't be mad. Everybody thought that was hilarious, didn't you, Dugs? Everybody's laughing. I mean, they're not laughing because you know you look stupid. They laugh because it's a funny show. Taking a commercial break. The AMA Hem will be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. as the Hideout broadcasts live from Tequila Beach. Located at the corner of 12th and F at the Metro Center Metro Stop. The Hideouts with LFA and J-Dub. And now, back to the Hideouts. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. in the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party. 106.7 WJFK. And the party is just now starting. If you think about it, it's only 8.30 on the East Coast, Dubs. Um, what is that? Five I wish our West Coast listeners could uh, come out here. <laughs> 5 o'clock, on the, 5.30 on the West Coast is the hideout with OFA and J-Dubs broadcast live. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., 12th and F Street, and uh, Metro Center Metro Stop. Of course, um, how... Bateman, if you could, will you find out how late the club is open? Because this is a Mardi Gras party, and I know people right now are uh, primping, I guess you would say. Yeah, getting, they're getting prepared. Getting ready to hit the club. But it is no uh, cover until 10, so they better pour in real quick here. Yeah, but, you know, primp it up real nice. You know, you know it's dark here. Yeah. You don't have to worry too much about looking fun, except the spotlight is on us. Of all the people that have the spotlight on, it's us. Well, it's to make everybody else feel better about themselves. It could be that. How about we turn the light off of us and we put it on Shiloh because she is the Playboy model, and I think we'd be okay with her looking, everybody being able to look at her. Now, Shiloh, for those of you just not joining the hideout, she is working here at Tequila Beach. She's one of the tub beer girls. Whenever you walk in Tequila Beach, it's a beach-like atmosphere. There's sharks coming out of the walls and waves and, like, a whole tiki set up with smoke blowing out of it. You got the smoke's so thick right now, I can't see Shiloh. Two levels. 
I can barely see you. This is great for the bronchitis. And, you know, we, you know, we got some friends, some hideout uh, listeners are finally showing up, people that were on the hideout fest. Again, no cover until 10 o'clock. Mardi Gras party. We got the beads as uh, Dubs and I sip on some Heineken. And it's so funny because every time we get somebody, like one of the staff, like from our crew, yeah. you know, we call them over to say something. They think they're, we're saying beer me. Yeah, we're thinking, they're thinking more. So we're sitting up here, and I don't mind. No, we have uh, ample supply. You know, we got about, what is this, 15 bottles up here so far? It's, it's, it's getting up there. Hold on, I'm going to kill the first one. Oh, right. you're only on the first? Tell, chant chug. Chug, 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 chug. That was only one drink you had to Oh! Yes! Yeah! Party! Um, so we were talking about Shiloh. Sorry, we're still talking about you. By the way, would it, would it be offensive... Bateman, go back to Shiloh real quick. Would it be offensive for... Like, how, how often do people hand you, uh, hand you their phone numbers and stuff? Does that, do you get ha- hit on a lot? I guess... I mean, it depends. Yeah. really. I mean, sometimes, but no. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write my phone number down. Okay. And I need you to call me because I want to talk about TV. I don't know if you know this, but I work in the industry. At, at your house? It's going to be nothing but business. Nothing but business. I'll tell you what. Before we go to my house, we'll go grab a little dinner. You know, maybe check out a movie or something. Something of the porno variety over near Dubs' place. Maybe we'll down a fifth of tequila. Yeah. And then uh, I'll show you what roofies are. I'm kidding. You're going to tell me what movie? Why can't I pick the movie? You can pick whatever the hell you want, and I swear to God, I'll give you half of my money now. I'm serious. I'll just give you the other half. My first wife took half of it. You can have, I guess, what is that, the other fourth? Yeah. I'll be fine with that. I can live off a a fourth of $40. (laughs) I can live off of that. You hear that, Cameron? You think about that. Oh, here's the other thing. All right, thank you, Shiloh. We're actually going to talk to you more in a second. Do you know how much money the company Are we going to see them? some moves or what? That's what I want to see. <coughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> so our whole thing is, you know how much money the company is making off of this live broadcast? Yeah. I'd like to say thousands and thousands of dollars. Do you, know what, it, top. Do you know what it's costing them? Forty bucks. The usual forty bucks. The standard rate. The standard hideout rate. So here's what we have done. We have brought, <clears throat> I don't know if people know this, we have brought a man doll here. It is, um, I guess it's the John Holmes special, but what we are going to do is we are going to blow Allow the... Allow me to open it up. Hold on. We don't want to do it yet. We're going to save it a little bit later on. Not only do we have our third partner when you and I get together to talk about various things TV-wise... We have, Something you can be happy with. Yeah, trust me. It's not even nearly this close. Um, Bateman is going to beat up the man doll, which we have appropriately named Cameron Linewand. After our two bosses. Cameron Gray, our operations manager, and Alan Linewand, general manager, both of whom are getting extremely rich off of this live broadcast, throwing us under the bus. So a little bit later on, we're going to blow up the man, the man doll, and everybody will have the opportunity to beat the hell out of Cameron Linewand. People are going crazy, and ladies and gentlemen, that is reason enough to get down to Kilo Beach. I mean, hear him. You yes. Hear him. Who wants to beat up Cameron Line Juan? All right. The real crowd can't yell. We got to keep this all in the instant replay. <laughs> Who likes Cameron Line Juan? Sons of bitches. I need a shot. <laughs> I do too. Uh, I need another Heineken, please. I don't have enough. <laughs> 
So, Bateman, you have a buddy of ours who's here because of the hideout. How you doing, man? What's your name? This is William. William. Man, man. I can say my own name. Come on, man. <laughs> Thank you, Bateman. That's not fights. Yeah, my name is William. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm a bit tired, but I'm all right. Well, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out at Tequila Beach with the hideout, bro. Yeah, my boy was supposed to come with me, but he got sick, so I was like, man. There are plenty of people here for you to meet. I, I yeah. just want you to go around. Who here likes William? There you go. Everybody's cheering for William. Now, you were saying something. You, uh, you're somewhat of a TV aficionado, I suppose. Well, uh... You're our new TV critic, William. Congratulations. Insomniac, more like it. We can't pay you anything, but congratulations. You have actually seen Shiloh's television show. Yeah, I saw like one or two times, maybe three times. So it's on Friday nights at like 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> About that time, yeah, late. Now, how high are you at that point? Not more, mostly drunk. Okay, well, you know, whatever. It's you know, like Ron said, don't make you a bad person. What? Do a little critique of the of the television show for Shiloh, the Playboy model, TV star who serves you beer here at Tequila Beach in the Mardi Gras party. Critique? Well, yeah. you know. What do you think? What do you think of the show? Does she have a it's future? All right. it, you know, she basically put it right when she said that it's uh, a lot like Wild On for the D.C. area. What does she wear? Sexy clothes and stuff. She wears a lot less than she is now. Wow. Are you, are you kidding? I've seen, I've seen her in shorts. Yeah, and a short is, shirt. Why is it you can wear a bikini top, but you got to wear long pants? I don't understand that, Shiloh. I, I, I dress very funky. I think I'm wearing less for Tequila Beach, to be honest. Now, because how, I wear, like, a skirt, boots, like a hat. I, wear, I dress more of a uh, clubby type deal. How bad so, you I think you might... I don't know. Maybe when he fell asleep, yeah, he imagined me in some shorts or something. Hey, you know, why not? What's wrong with that? And maybe he saw the Playboy layout. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'd love no, to do? Hold on, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. I'd love to push her off that stage. Yeah. <laughs> and just say, who's the boss now? Who's the boss now? Call me Tony Danza. Call me Matt. Um, anyway, so you, it's an okay show, though? It's not bad? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, you know, it gives you a little information about the area. Is it about D.C.? Oh, it's actually about Washington, well, D.C. I, I have a segment on a show. Like, I have, like, it's about a five-minute segment. There's about there's a, uh, about five different people that host different parts. And what? mine is, like, the, the, the nightlife. Why don't you come out and do a, a hideout? Feature. You read my mind. How come? Why don't you come out and do a feature on the radio show? Do a feature on the radio show. If nothing else, you could get to see me again. Yeah, that'd be cool. Would, I mean, would you? I actually thought about going to broadcasting school. So. I don't care you about. You guys have any recommendations? Uh, Connecticut schools of broadcasting. I teach there. I can teach. I can teach you how to run the board tomorrow if you'd like. <laughs> I can teach you how to run the board tomorrow at the station if you'd like. All right, let's go. Do you remember, do you remember at our old station when uh, the program director would just hire hot chicks that oh, had no experience? You know, this is so. This is so. What kind, what kind of radio show do you guys think I should have? You can go on after us. Oh wait, there is a show on after us, isn't there? Yeah. And you guys, you're right. It's like a sausage fest with this radio show. You guys need a woman on your staff. That's for damn sure. You, you're hired. 
I'm telling you, you can come be on the show. Here's the thing, though. What were we talking about? I lost my train of thought for a second. Heineken's kicking in a little bit. We were talking about our old program director yes. used to hire hot chicks so, that had no experience at all. Okay. Actually, a chick that worked at one of the bars we used to broadcast that all the time. So it's a Mardi Gras party right now at Tequila Beach in downtown D.C., but we used to broadcast when we were back in Lansing at this place called The Dollar, The Dirty Dollar. Dirty D. It was just a really scummy kind of place, Wendell. So at this place, there was this chick that was seriously smoking. I mean, she was beautiful, a lot like Shiloh. She was like, yeah, I want to be in radio. Radio's really cool, and I really think I could be a really great broadcaster and stuff. And so we were like, sure, honey, pat her on the head. Go get us another Heineken. You know, sure, you'll be in radio one day. Little do we know, like two weeks later, our program director has hired her just for the mere fact that we can have a hot chick at the radio station. Actually, I was working at the sister station at the time when he was interviewing her. I'm like, are you actually going to hire her? Yeah, she's hot, dude. She's really, really hot. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. As long as you can pull carts, Shiloh, you definitely have a job. And the best thing was... That our buddy Lefty hit it. <laughs> he did. He did. She actually lived with him for a little bit, which had to be hell, but he uh, got it. He was. Hey, go grab uh, our co-workers, Bateman. See if you can find Megan and Beth. I want to talk to them real quick. Um, yeah, Lefty was actually living with the hot chick who worked at the Dirty Dollar. Yeah. And uh, like you, like you said, ended up you know getting the skins. If you will. All right. She was really hot. Super hot. I mean, this chick was smoke. I, I don't want to go into the act. that he, he described to me a lot about her, and I, I, I can't go into it with the rules right now. Just say no good. Dead. Fair enough. I think that could be. I think that's yeah. more than manageable. Now, in talking about, we already, you know, we were trying to get Shiloh to come in and uh, be part of the live broadcast. You can't hear us at all? Well, then we're not even going to bother. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Not... Unless you want to climb up the ladder. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll just talk to ourselves. Might do a radio show from a club. So you guys go ahead. We're all right. Don't worry about it. In fact, I tell you what, Doug, we'll just turn our backs. Nobody can even freaking hear us anyway. So it doesn't matter. All right, let's, play, let's play music. Let's play music. We're doing a live broadcast of thousands. My whole thing. Talking about Lefty hitting, hitting the skins, if you will, with uh, his co-worker. Yeah. Because I don't understand why co-worker love is for a bit. When you really think about it, you work with these people all the time. You're actually probably with these people more than you are with your significant other. That's exactly the problem. You think so? I think you know. Everybody needs a break. That's the problem. You know them. Really? You're working with her eight hours a day. Listen to this. You're working with her eight hours a day. You know, how many times have you been with a chick, go to dinner with her, and you're ready to drop her off before dinner's over? <laughs> Think of spending eight hours a day with her and then saying, hey, what are we going to have for dinner? Yeah. That that could just be trouble. Now, I'm not talking about dating, though. All no, right. just uh, working it. Why is, why is you know, workplace sex, why is that forbidden? I, I don't understand. Here's the thing, Dubs. Honestly, I'll never understand the whole institution of marriage. Sure, I went through it once. Okay, separated now. Whatever the case. But when you really think about the fact, now keep the music up. We're doing okay. So when you, but when you really think about the fact that you're only supposed to be with one person for the rest of your life, yeah. How naturally sane, insane, does that sound to you? 
I mean, you have a, a, a beautiful chick right now. Yeah. I see you guys heading toward the marriage path. Uh, it, it's definitely a, uh, a more of a possibility than a non-possibility, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. But it's st you're still not going to go out with anybody else, no, right? No, I mean, it's basically like being married, yeah. Do you see yourself ever? Do you fantasize? I, every, I fantasize. This week, I have uh, the, the, the tapes and the magazines. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go pick another one up. Uh, what was it, November issue? <laughs> yeah, Playboy, the November issue. But... I've never understood, though, why it is exactly that workplace. Because here's my thing. Let's say you meet somebody. You're not looking for a relationship. In fact, it's even usually better if they have a significant other, right? Yeah. So you're like, hey, you know, you're, you know, you want it, and I want it. Let's just meet up in the coffee room. Let's meet in Wendell's office. And that's the great thing about the, the engineering room, Wendell. I mean, I don't know how many, st how much stuff you've seen around the station, you know. But I mean, you when you walk into the engineering office, Wendell has his first initial little area, but there, there's like this whole other back room. Yeah, and we know from soundproofing too. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's actually something that I'd be fairly interested in, Doug. Something like that, where it's like, because at the radio station, here's the thing: you always need a place to go to. At any work, three words, three words: flesh-colored couch. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I heard stories. That's the tradition. <laughs> I heard stories. At, at the at, at the old place, it was the production room. Yeah, it was uh, production two. Production two, where you could lock the door. All right, that's at the old place. And here's the thing: at the old place, we didn't even have soundproof rooms. You know what I mean? It was just like your regular. You know, radio, you know, regular average old place. You know what I mean? Here at JFK, at least you got these soundproof doors, but you don't have locks on them. Yeah. And at that point, here's what you do if you're at JFK. You turn the on-air light on. Because the, the rule of broadcasting is if the on-air light is on... You don't come in. You don't come in. So that's the first thing. You turn on the on-air light, and you go to town. Right, Wendell? What you got to do there is make sure that the mics are potted down, though, because if you go back to the rack room and listen to that room and hear what's going on in there... Very true, because I have listened to what's going on in Prod 2 up in, uh, actually, uh, uh, the, uh, the dump room. I'd be you, can go, you can listen to whatever's going on in Prod 2 in the dump room. I didn't know that. I, 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 don't, I dump for a living. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, look at Oops, sorry about that. All of a sudden, his job just got a lot more interesting. It yeah. certainly did. I can hear Dubs in there trying to cut promos with Ron Effect show. <laughs> it's so funny. I cut him one line at a time. You uh -huh. know, I'll, I'll try to do the full 60-second script, but then uh, I'll, I'll mess up after uh, one sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, and then I, I'm like, I don't want to go back and cut that full sentence over again. It just doesn't sound fun. But I just, I've never understood it when you really think about it. I mean, you know, Megan and I get along, Beth and I get along. Why is it that we couldn't just one day just go over and fill needs, fulfill needs? What's wrong with that? I'm not looking to replace anybody. Tell them I don't worry. Don't worry about it. We're fine. It don't matter. We'll keep the keep the music up. We're fine. Dubs and I are having actually a better time rocking the free world. We're having a better show, just the three of us right now. So we're doing a great job. Yeah, you hear everybody clapping for us. Let me say something right now. Not only is this the last, not only is this the last live broadcast, the last hideout broadcast ever. I'm willing to put money on the line. It's the last live broadcast ever as well. Of ours? Nah. Not, not interested. Taking a break. Coming right back. It's the hideout broadcasting live. It is a Mardi Gras party. 
downtown D.C., Tequila Beach, 12th and F Street, uh, Mardi Gras, uh, Stubbs and I, Sip on some Heineken, Tequila Beach, outstanding bar with great music uh, and a great atmosphere. Hide out, taking a break, coming back, more of me and Dubs, it's WJFK. Listening to the biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. That's the Hideout broadcast live from Tequila Beach, located in the corner of 12th and F at the Metro Center Metro Stop Live. And now, back to the Hideout, broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras party on 106.7 WJF Welcome back to Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., Mardi Gras party. It's the hideout of Jefe and J-Dubs broadcasting live from the corner of 12th and F Streets in Northwest. Metro Center, Metro Stop, 202-393-LIME for all the info. No cover until 10 o'clock. Those of you with hideout passes will still get in for free after 10. J-Dubs, uh, two hours in the book of the live broadcast, I think. I think it's already 9 o'clock. And then we had this whole thing planned out. Yeah. Where we were supposed to have Matt Albert standing Our, outside. Actually, are we good to go on this window? He joins us on the phone now. Where are you, you fat bastard? I'm on a payphone. The oldest payphone in the friggin' world. Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Where are you at? I'm I'm at the corner besides the Popeyes, which is closed. Oh, damn. Damn, you're out. All right, I tell you what. Well, let's go outside. Come on down. Bateman, hold on. Sure, hang go up. outside then. Yeah, hang up and come down. Thanks, thanks, Sideshow. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go outside and chat with Matt Albert. All right. Hold on a second. Let me get this wireless mic. All right, J-Dubs, I don't know if you know this. We're, like, on top of this platform. And now, where's the ladder you were talking about? I, we I was told the ladder, but we have rocks to climb down. So, if I fall... I'll hold on your mic. Yeah. All right, you want to hold on the mic? Yeah. Cover this while I hop down. All right. Now, what, what we have to do to get down from this, uh, you have to first step over a wire, and then there are a series of rocks. It's like the aggro crag from uh, the Nickelodeon show. Double dare. No, it wasn't double dare. It was the other one. Uh, uh, stuff. $100. No, guts. If you've got guts, you could be on Nickelodeon. There you go. You, wow. you conquered the aggro crag. Wendell, can you hear me? Am I good to go? Freedom! Freedom! I feel like a jack. You're a junior guy. <laughs> Whatever you're... Those are the new rules. You feel like a loser when you're standing up top. Everybody's looking at you. William. Hey, bro. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming out, buddy. Rob, dog. What's going on? Hey, it's Shantae. Hey, baby, how you doing? Good, how are you? Our baby Veronica Cavanaugh is here. How are you? Thank you so much for coming out. I'm doing fine, baby. How are you doing tonight? Uh, you know what? I'm having a blast. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., why not? Who's this lovely young man next to you? Ball and Chain. This is my husband. Nice to meet you, Ball and Chain. I'm El Jefe. Thank you for coming out to the live broadcast. Hey, I bro. finally got a home. No problem. I was told there was uh, fried fish here. Yeah, fried fish here, right down the corner. Exactly. Calling back to the first. Now, hold on a second. Since we got okay, Freedom yeah. Window, I want to look at Shiloh. Whoa! I know. Where did that come from? I almost, I was wiped out. But you notice, you notice the kind of athlete I am. I stepped right down with no problem. I'm going to look at you later. I'm too embarrassed right now. It's all about the recovery. 
So we're going out 1115 F Street, corners of 12th and F in downtown D.C. Northwest. Hideout broadcasting live. Can we talk to the bouncers? You guys mind chatting it up with us a little bit? How's it going? All right, first of all, what's your name, son? Mike. Mike, how you doing? John, what's up? How you guys doing tonight? How is the party so far? I know you're going to fend off the crowd and you're picking off individual people to step in, that kind of stuff. We we actually had this thing going. We were, I guess we were talking to Jay, the DJ, a little bit earlier as to who pulls more when it comes to women. Seriously, when it comes to women and bouncers versus DJs, what is it usually, bouncer or DJ? The bouncers, bouncers are always swole. You know, the DJ's real skinny. You see little John in there. It's definitely, it's definitely the bouncers. You know, we got, we got the, the size, and, uh, you know, the DJs tend to lack in size a little bit. Yeah, you guys are big guys. You work out. You know, the women probably coming up, and they're fawning all over you and all that kind of fun stuff. Well, cool. Um, kick this guy's ass, if you would. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who knows if you can say that. Matt Albert, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. So you're here. So you're supposed to be here at seven. What happened? Looks like you lost weight, man. <laughs> no, I took the metro, the stanky metro. Did you have any issues with the metro as far as uh, one, the single uh, single rail? There was a big Mexican guy following us. <laughs> was, was it really? Yeah, wearing a big headband and stuff. Uh, oh, the police are here. Hey, it's a live broadcast. Tequila Beach, DC's finest. How's it going? So you've uh, come out here and you've brought signs with you. Yeah, I brought signs. Uh, so you realize you're 19 years old. you got to be 21 or over to get into Kilo Beach. Now, did you bring a sandwich board or just signs? <laughs> he just brought signs. Here's the thing. We wanted him to put on a sandwich board. A sandwich board wouldn't fit him. <laughs> so, so we couldn't with the but sandwich. But he brought a hero sandwich, which is uh, very nice. <laughs> well, we can't say that one on the air. But obviously, hey, Rob, your chicken story earlier and we were over at Popeye's. Yeah, yeah. I think. So, how's it going? Who are you? Jay Kwan here. I gotta say that the bouncers don't get any play here. DJ Yuck is the man. He gets all the ladies. Alright, well there it is. You heard it here first. DJ, DJ, DJ Yuck. DJ Yuck gets all of the ladies. DJ Yuck. A guy with the name of Yuck. I'm sure you pull a lot. <laughs> so, here's the phone. We're gonna check in with you. I want you and Rob walking up and down the streets. Oh, the headset. I got the headset upstairs. We'll go up upstairs and we'll uh, we'll cover it that way. So, so Dubs, we're here. Now they're having a fight. There's a whole now there's a, DJ now there's a fight outside battle. Tequila Beach. DJ, no. I don't know about gravy. DJ Yuck, my guess. Everybody, baby. Now why is the music up so damn loud, then? Can I get you bouncers to kick their butts since we got the music up so loud and we're trying to do a radio show? I would love for you to lay into one of them, please. I'll try, I'll try. How about this? How about this? Now, what's your name? Gravy. Gravy? Gravy, like mashed potatoes and gravy, baby. Your mother must be proud. Be careful, Matt might eat you. Here's what I want you to do, Mr. Bouncer, bouncer number one. I, I want you to punch this guy right square in the chest. Can you do that for me? Just for gravy. Just do it once. You, you work together. I'm sure you're covered under an insurance plan. Punch Gravy. Give him the heart punch. Give him the heart punch. Just come on, Gravy. You're a tough guy. You you pull more. Punch him. It looks like that's all he's been fed. Flynn just came over. Flynn, the guy who, like, runs the place, comes over and punches Gravy in the head. Can I punch Gravy? Flynn, punch Gravy. Gravy deserves it. 
Biggest voice in the world. I've never seen it. Second delay. Gravy's about to lose. I just see me trying to punch Gravy. I'm such a little girl. I'm like, ugh. I'm like swinging at him. It's like your wrist buckled when you tried to hit him. It hurt. He's got all those beads on. We're fighting off the crowd. Back off. Back off. Stars are here. Hey, Bateman, I want you to get in line to act like you're coming in here. Should I bring Shiloh out so Matt can see what he's missing? Yeah, bring Shiloh out. Now, Matt, I'm sure at some point you've uh, seen this Playboy issue. Where are you going? Tequila Beach is the hottest club in D.C. Where are you walking to? Calm down. We're sounding like a big old Duke show just yelling at everybody. I don't care. Okay. It's still ten times the broadcast. (laughs) We're like the junkies. We've got the music going in the background. <clears throat> usually, donkeys. I, usually I don't go for that, but you know, whatever. So uh, we want to bring out Shiloh and I'm at Albert. The thing with Shiloh, we found out. Did any of you guys, bouncer dudes, know that Shiloh was in Playboy? No, I didn't know that. Have you gotten a good look? Do you know which one Shiloh is? No, which one is Shiloh? Where is Shiloh? Tell Shiloh to come out. Flynn can handle the, handle the bar. There's, there she is, Shiloh. Ah, now we're getting a good look at Shiloh. Matt Albert. <laughs> Matt Albert, look at her. This is something you will never attain. Look at her. I want you to... Matt Albert, look at him. Doesn't he look like he should be a... Did you know they're actually holding tryouts for Fat Albert? They're going to have a real-life Fat Albert movie. Are you telling me this guy wouldn't be perfect for this? He looks like Fat Albert. Definitely. <laughs> Punch him. Punch him, Matt. He looks like Corky from Life Goes On. <laughs> don't hate, don't hate, don't hate on. I'm breathing now. All right, I, we just wanted everybody to get a quick look. Tequila Beach inside, not outside. Exactly, it's the beach. Wow. Tell them what you can even say. All right, Dubs, here's what we're going to do. You want right. to go back inside? Let's go back inside. I don't, even know, I don't even know if we're still on there. Nice you to meet you out, guys. Man. Thank you so much. The hideout making its way back inside. You want to dance with each other, Doug? Yeah, let's let's get a boogie going. Want to dance with Bateman? Yeah, let's just let's get Bateman. I'm not dancing with Bateman. It's not like it's the Christmas party. Window, I don't know if you made it to the Christmas party. We went to the Christmas party. We're freaking out of line one. Cameron Gray, you want to you want to handle this while I climb up? I I don't know where you were at, but uh, yeah, we were trying to freak Tommy Bateman. And just like we did to Al Line One and Cameron Gray, I'm gonna do it right now. No, get away from me! I, can I get, I get on the left leg. I can still call you a faggot on the air. We still got that word. All right, you up there, half? Headface back in his position. I'm back in position. We're here, broadcasting live. Tequila Beach, biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. As the crowd chants our names. What's up, Doug? One more Heineken. I can't make this trip. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm coming all the way back up here because in the next break I'm going to have to go all the way over to the bathroom. So I'm the guy that gets to look like the ass cloud walking around. So, that chick, this silo is sexy, man. Like up close and in person, she's definitely the Playboy girl. You know what I mean? She's got that look. She's got it all going on. No cover until 10 o'clock at Tequila Beach. Matt Albert outside. Do you want to give him the headset so we can talk to him outside while he walks around? What we're going to do, I'm going to give uh, Bateman my headset so we'll check in with uh, Matt Albert occasionally. From hither and there. You know, Dubs, as we walk around and as we consider this live broadcast from Tequila Beach, 
I've always had a couple of questions about being at a bar and what bar etiquette is. Meaning uh, as a uh, worker or as a uh, just a patron? As a patron. The, uh, Bateman, as a patron. The couple of things that I, that I have to ask, you know, as far as bar etiquette goes. When accepting and buying drinks... Now, when it comes down to it, go ahead and uh, cross over and get in your Actually, usual Actually, uh, once you get a break, I have to head over to the little boys' room. Oh, so, so I'll just stand right here. We'll just stand here uncomfortably? Yeah. Um, this is actually uh, something that I want to that I want to end up covering uh, at some point. Whenever you go to a bar, and I don't know how many of you have ever you know, really seriously seen the bar scene, but whenever you are, whenever you are at the bar, I've always wondered what it is like, like, like the etiquette when it comes down to buying a drink for a lady and accepting a drink when you're a chick. Like, when you think about it, there are chicks, maybe like Shiloh, just really hot chicks that they wanted to. They could go out and have a complete night on the town Oh, yeah, for free. for free. Absolutely for free. I mean, they could doll themselves up, and they could go on a ladies' night when it's no cover, and they could end up going to the bar, and then they find some schlep. Like like me, or a schlep like J Dubs or something like that, and they end up buying you know we end up buying them drink after drink after drink. Before we go any further, I have a story of someone more pathetic. I actually told it before, but my friend used to go to strip clubs, buy a stripper, she'd take him over to the uh, booth, and never give him an actual dance. She would uh, he would just sit there and talk on the uh, couch with them as they would, you know, and never get any of the uh, any of the stinky from it. <laughs> and would uh, would pay over 200 bucks for about 20 minutes with this girl and never get anything from it. And then that's just as far as dancing goes, right? Yeah, and, and that's just to sit and talk with the girl. But when you come to a bar, if you, if you buy a shop for a girl, you can at least have a good 10 minutes of talking with her trying to spit your game, you know? And that's, and that's what I, but when you, do you think it's really bad? Like when you talk about buying drinks for chicks, is it really all that bad? Because, all right, there are three tiers, okay? There are three things that could end up happening. You go up to the chick, you buy her a drink or whatever. Yeah. You could end up having a one-night stand. Exactly. I think for most guys, that's the goal. Whenever you're hitting, you're very heading to the club. Mm -hmm. You're looking for a chick that you can end up, you know, hitting that night. Yeah. The second level of that is maybe you meet a really cool chick, you exchange phone numbers, and you end up getting together on a on another set of terms. Yeah, you know, maybe a different level. And so that's tier number two. But then tier number three is where the girl just ends up, like, having you buy drinks for her all night, and that's all that ends up happening. It's just, it's just that all night long. You just buy her drinks, and that's it. You know, nothing ever comes from it. And that's the other thing that I got to wonder, too. Whenever you're buying drinks for a chick, yeah. do you expect anything? I mean, obviously you can't ever expect to own a girl or whenever you buy her a drink. That, you know, that doesn't mean you necessarily have all access. You know, but whenever you do get a, whenever you do get a chick, mm -hmm. you know, does it mean whenever you're, you know, that it's okay in that sense to, like, demand or expect some sort of favors? I think if you're buying for the chick the whole night. It's like taking a chick to the prom. You know, you, you, you take her to the prom, you're dropping so much money on the transportation, so much money on the, uh, the tux that you bought, corset for her, all that other, all that other stuff. And then 
it comes up with like 300 bucks. I think you gotta get laid at the end of prom. And I would think so too. And so it's like, all right, so you're here and you know you're you're, you're with a chick and you're giving her a whole bunch of stuff and you're buying her shots and Heinekens or at Tequila Beach having a great time at the Mardi Gras park. Oh, we got shot? Yeah. We'll do a shot. What is this? What is it that we? What is it that we're in? Tawaka. 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 Here it is. Tawaka. Tawaka. Now, if I bought this for a chick, I'm thinking you got to go home with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking at least you got to give me 10 minutes to spit my game. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, whenever guys end up spending all this money at the end of the night, because you know you're at a club. Sure, they may have drink specials or something. But at the end of the night, you may have dropped on your tap 75 bones, 100 bones. And then she's like, all right, I gotta go. I'm leaving with my buddies now. Yeah. The worst thing is coming to a club on payday. Payday is the worst day. Ron was talking about this. Uh, Ron was talking about this last night when he was talking about, you know, all his old drinking stories. I was the same way. I would come to the bar on payday. Johnny Hollywood walks in the room. I would end up throwing down, you know, probably I have gone up to about. $300 in one night at the bar because no one else's money is good, you know? No, no, no. no. Your green is not good in this establishment me, while I'm here. Let me buy you a drink. I really want to buy you a drink. You're J-Dubs. You're J-Dubs. I really want to buy you a drink. No, your money's not good here. That's how, That was my rap on payday. The next day, though, I'd be looking for my payback, you know? No one's willing to give it because I spread myself so thin. I wouldn't go on one person and just buy a bunch of drinks for one person. The whole bar got treated. Now, along to go with that when we're talking about buying women drinks, the other thing that I have to worry about, too, is, like, let's say you almost expect, like you say, 10 minutes to spit your game. If you are buying a woman drinks yeah. all night long, or vice or hold on, I'll want to cover the vice versa in a second. Remind me of that. But let's say you're buying someone drinks all night long. Mm-hmm. Do you get jealous or upset when they decide they want to go hit the dance floor with somebody else? I think I would get jealous if they even wanted to talk to someone else. Like, I'm on the right-hand right side of her. Doesn't mean, that her. doesn't mean you own her, though. No, no. It, but but it, it's like you have more. You, you've gone a little bit further than this guy. You've gone the extra mile, and you deserve it. You deserve the respect of the Heineken. You know, I just dropped, you know, two or three bucks on you. You're mine. You're mine for at least the next mm, 15, 20. Now, does she owe you at least some grinding, some sort of dance? Yeah, at least grinding, I would say. Now, now do you think, and you know there got to be some guys around here, some dudes who are buying drinks, and, you know, they're buying drinks, the chick's going out and dancing with other guys, and they're cool with it. Because they know at least at some point, hey, the chick's going to come back. She's going to talk to me. Maybe they'll pull the old hooters or stripper move where they touch you and, you know, they lead you on for a second. And, and then you end up by shoulder. And they... you're like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and buy another honey. And, and here's the thing. They call you hun. Oh, honey, come on. Like, oh, honey, you know, they, they, get, they play nice until they get the, uh, the uh, um, medicine in front of them. And here's the other thing, too. I want. It's, it's terrible when chicks give out the wrong phone number. <laughs> I, I, I've got at my at my at my place. Hold on, let me tell you real okay, quick. Okay, I got a great at, story about this. At my place in Silver Spring, where I live, um, guys call all the time, and they're like, "Oh, hey, is Renee there?" Oh, uh, no, Renee is not here. Are you sure? 
Are you sure Renee's not there? I'm like, no, there's no Renee here. There's no one who, and it happened, it's been happening for the whole two years that I've been living there. It had the exact same phone number every, and it usually is around Thursday, maybe Friday afternoon. There's Renee there. And my thing about this skank is if you're going to give out a fake number, phone number, at the very least, check the phone number first. Make sure it's disconnected. All right, I got, I got a great story about this. I uh, went out to the bar one night. Grabbed the chick's phone number, and she, uh, I'm like, all right, I'll give you a call tomorrow. She's like, you better. You better call me tomorrow. All right. Give her a call. A recording comes on. Hello? This is Sheila. You're an idiot. This is a recording. You just got the wrong phone number. There was, there was actual number floating around that would be the wrong phone number. You know, like a, a recording that says, call you an idiot and call you a retard because, you know, you're a loser and this guy, this chick didn't want to give you your phone number, she gave you this fake one. I remember that. Wasn't it like a New York area code, too? Yeah. This is in Lansing, Michigan. So that should be clue number one. You know, you're at the Dirty Dollar in Lansing, Michigan. Somebody gives you a, a 212 phone number and you're calling New York. Well, here's the thing. She gives you the number and uh, acts like, oh, I'm from out of town. I'm going to school here. This is my cell. Oh, it's such a great scam. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that, too. So I bet with you, because you still have the Lansing area code. I yeah. mean, you could really still pull that, but you could end up giving the old radio station's phone number or something. And I wonder if anybody's ever done that. We're like, yeah, here, here's my phone number. 202-432-1067. Oh, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> what about 800 number? Like, yeah, you know, I want my mom and my grandma, my yeah. mom. Mamma ought to be able to call me, and I don't want her to have to pay for it, so I got a 1 800 number. You know, it's 1 800 636 1067. It's actually a great fee for it, you know. I mean, it's well worth it. <laughs> Sorry. I want Nana. I want Nana to call. You know, I don't want her to have, I don't want Nana to have to pay for the, uh, for the telephone call. And the other thing, one other thing when we're talking about being at the club, again, it's a Mardi Gras party downtown uh, D.C. <laughs> Both Dubs and I. We're looking at the clock, not because we necessarily need, you know, we're like struggling for stuff to say. Because both of us have to go to the restroom really, really bad. And I keep asking Wendell, Wendell, how many times have I asked you what time it is? It's got to be four or five now. <laughs> you, you keep on pointing your wrist. I'm like, what time is it? Matt Albert has my phone outside. What time is it? We need to break around 25. I really got to go to the restroom really, really bad. But my whole thing, too, is I don't ever understand chicks who... Go to the club and grind and have, you know, basically you know, perform acts on you on the dance floor. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, they just walk away. They're like, okay. hey, hey, it was great dancing with you. Exactly. Good you. Hey, great to meet you. Maybe we'll see each other again sometime. I come here every Thursday night. And you're thinking, wait a second, you were rubbing and tugging and you were all over me. What, you know, what's going on? Why, is, why, why, is, why are we not going home together? And then this is the great thing. I was just dancing. I've talked to chicks before who are like, what? It's just dancing. And you're like, no, no it's not it's just dancing. You're, I, you're all over me. I mean, am I wrong or were you not all over me? I mean, I'm going to go home and I'm going to smell like you. I think that, you know, I, that means something. And, you know, they do the whole thing where they're, like, dancing in front of you and they'll, like, get down in the catcher's position, like if you're a baseball catcher, and, they, you know, they squat down like a catcher and they're still dancing right in front of you and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. 
oh, we're going to have so much fun later on in my car. <laughs> and that's what you're thinking. Yeah. You're like, I'm parked right outside here. I, I can't drive home right away, so something's got to happen. I'll give you a ride home, but let's just chill out for a little bit and sober up. Oh, yeah, I don't want to drive drunk. I really don't want to drive drunk, so why don't we go back... It's 31 degrees, but I tell you what, we'll turn on the heater. Let's jump back in the Cavalier and, uh, you know, just warm up. But I only have a little bit of gas, so we can only turn the heater on for three minutes at a time and hope that, that last. You turn it off for three minutes, then you turn it off for 15 minutes. Just let me know. I'll keep you warm. What's it with a car heater? You run it for five minutes. It gets really warm in there. You turn it off the next second. Yeah, and cold. Like two minutes later, it's cold, and you're trying to work the thing with the chick in the, uh, in the car. Lucky. Two minutes. We got... Hey, what time is it? <laughs> you got two minutes to go. No, we're going to break now. All right. Uh, it's the Hideout Broadcasting Live. Tequila Beach, downtown D.C. I don't know if anybody else is having a blast, but we are. Dubs isn't even... Right, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a monologue. I'm going to have Dubs go ahead and scamper off while he hits the, uh, the restroom, and I'm going to do this show by myself. Because there were a couple of the things that I wanted to talk about. Like, when is it time to go? At what point, how many times... Well, for doves right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But at what point is it, all right, now it's time to leave. You know what I mean? Because here's the other thing, too, and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're, you're drinking. And you're like, man, this is a great buzz. This is a great buzz. I'll do anything to keep this buzz going. And so you're, you have one more beer. Like, man, this is a great buzz. I'm going to go ahead and have one more beer. Before you know it, you've got to drive home. And you look down at your watch, and it's 1.45. Like, Dan, you're milking your last beer, and you're like, okay, it's only going to take me, let's see, uh, seven hours to sober up. I have to drive all the way from Lansing to Ann Arbor or from Fairfax to Silver Spring. Uh, what am I going to do now? At what point am I going to say, hmm? And then this is the best thing when you walk into Denny's. You're walking into Denny's, you're walking into IHOP like you own the place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity or whatever it is. Give me one of those. And honey, if you make it quick, I'll you know I'll give you an extra quarter. Bateman, how are you hanging in there? Hello, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I can actually hear up here, which is quite nice. <laughs> uh, broadcasting live, Mardi Gras party downtown D.C. Tequila Beach. The Porter girls Tr here are even hotter up here. How is this possible? Now, isn't that funny though? I mean, well, first of all, when you really think about it, women are always hotter far away. Like yes. you, and quiet. Yeah, you get a good 10, 15 away from a chick. She's really, really smug, and you get up close, eh, ruins it a little bit. But how about a double standard, you know, when you're a guy? And you're, it's, you're wearing a karate uniform, <laughs> and you're thinking, this chick should really, really want me. Why is she not into me? Uh, by the way, I do a weekend radio show. How is it you aren't completely enamored with me? Yeah, 3.30 in the morning TV. Oh. All right. She's not even listening. That's all right. Who is? <laughs> so, Dubs has uh, gone to the restroom. It's the hideout. I, I saw him walk out the front door, actually. Did he? I That's... think he's going with Matt back to Fredneck or something like that. Did Matt leave? Is he still out there? No, he's standing out there with the phone and just standing there. I'm like, walk with your signs. He doesn't have the signs on. He's like, oh, you know how fat I am. I can't walk. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll get Matt Albert on the phone, and we'll check in with him from inside while he's outside. And that way, maybe we can have more of a little bit of a civilized conversation. Oh, my God. Shante has taken off her... Oh, baby, she's taken off her, uh, her sweatshirt. So now she's in, I guess what you would call, hot pants and a bikini. And, good God. Have you seen the other girl? Endowed? Is that the word? I don't, know if, I don't even know if the new rules allow us to say well... 
followed by Endow. She has a big house in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Natural uh, mountains, not man-made. That's the other thing I noticed, too, even about Shiloh, that those, those, those mountains were made naturally. And the natural should, fault lines created those. You should see the view I had from underneath. And what is it with you? Why did you automatically hand her the mic when we were interviewing her two hours ago? This is what you do. You hold the mic. Every time she grabs at it, you pull it away a little bit so that that way maybe, hopefully, she ends up falling off the stage. She makes me dizzy, and she just has all this power over me. It's really pathetic. But And where are your friends that were supposed to show up? Who cares? I know. Actually, have you seen that other girl at the, the other little station over there? I haven't even seen any of the oh other chicks. I'm just completely looking at Shiloh. Hey, William, what's up, bro? All right, we're going to take a break. Shh, calm down, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> For real. This ruckus is insane. <laughs> Cameron's going to want to pull the plug because he can't hear us over the crowd noise. He's going to pull the plug anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we're not even on the air now. We're just recording the We're just talking to each other. Here's what we're doing. We're just talking to each other with the WJFK microphones <laughs> like we're cool. Have you ever done that? You took a microphone out and you just like you just carry it around like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm important. Not to the night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody can hear this. I'm just sitting in the corner of the bar. This is what I'm going to start doing from now on. I'm just going to mainly Tequila Beach, but other bars in the area. And just have the microphone and not even hooked up. And you're just sitting there, sitting in the corner talking to yourself. And everybody thinks you're unimportant and on the air. It's a wireless mic, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, have you seen that? What was it? it was like a Leno or something the other night. I, don't, I forget what it was, but I don't know if you saw this. It was Leno or one of those shows where the guy was walking around and he just had his fist. And putting his fist near people's mouths like he had a microphone talking to them. And they're still sitting there talking to him. And he, like, pretends like he drops the microphone. And he's, like, pantomiming him the microphone the whole time. Are you seriously still on the air? Yeah. I went up. I mingled. I used the restroom. And you're still on the air. Well, do you know that I'm a master orator? And that I have an, an, an amazing ability that. to talk and talk and talk. No, oratory isn't a bad word. No, I know. I know it isn't. Right. But lying is. All right. Uh, now that uh, Dubs, do you... How about this? Let's do a little experiment. Okay. Let's, let's recreate the treehouse. Let's have you and Bateman carry the show while I go to the restroom. Yes? It's the hideout on WJFK. No, come on. It's J-Dub's Treehouse. <laughs> Come on, do the treehouse while I go. Go to Bray. J-F-K. You're listening to the biggest Mardi Gras party in D.C. And now, back to the hideouts. Featuring Al Hefe. J-Dub. WJFK male spokesmodel, Tommy Bateman. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party. Welcome back to Tequila Beach. Uh-oh. That's the sound of an empty Heineken. Fill her up. Pyramid. Uh, El Jefe and J-Dubs broadcasting live with the Hideout downtown D.C., 12th and F Street, 1115 F Street. Seriously, Dubs, I was like, all right, get off the Metro Center Metro stop. Where is this Tequila Beach? Bam. Right there. Right in front of me. Caddy corner from coming up on one on the Metro Center Metro stop, uh, the 12th and F exit. As uh, Dubs and I broadcast live, and the place is filling up, a Mardi Gras party, just beautiful people hanging out, beautiful people working here at Tequila Beach. 
Where's that Heineken? Get on that. Oh, I only asked for that a couple seconds ago, all right? So I'm running through. Yeah. Because the last break, you went to the restroom, and I kept talking. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I heard you go to break like three different times. No, I didn't. You, you kept on saying it's a hideout, you know, broadcasting live. And then I thought, you know, I'd hear commercials afterwards. And I, I just keep on going. I start mingling with people. Upstairs, other co-workers that are here hanging out with us. And I come back down. I'm like, is he still on the air? <laughs> yeah. I walk up. I see Bateman up here with a set of headphones on. That was a damn good show when I was up there. <laughs> it was. It was classic. Epic. Back to the Christmas show, baby. Um, Which we got complimented on, yeah. unlike other shows where a certain co-host wasn't there. Treehouse what, ladies Treehouse and gentlemen? What? Treehouse what? I don't have time to punch up the no, sound effect. Um, Just leave it alone. So, my, <laughs> I'm messing everything up. <laughs> my whole thing, Doves, uh, seriously, is the fact that we're broadcasting live from such a beautiful place, uh, Tequila Beach. And we see so many buddies. Like, we got a lot of buddies who are showing up. Um, Goddess is here. Uh, her fame gotten from the uh, from the Ron and Fed show. Much to my much to my chagrin, uh, Dave Joy left. Did he really? Yeah, he had to take off. But well, thanks for coming out, bro. They, yeah, at least we had one salesperson is here. Maybe he can take over this account and actually work it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> thanks for laughing, Bateman. Um, I want you to laugh at all my jokes from now on. If that ain't too hard. <laughs> And also, too, but anyway, I was saying when I went up to the restroom and I came back downstairs, yeah. uh, I saw a coworker who I'm in love with. Now, I don't mind. Be, be careful. Her boyfriend's here. I don't mind. This is a compliment. Okay. Uh, to me, this is a compliment. The very first time that I saw Beth, she was walking in. She just got hired. And I was like, are you kidding me? The, the funny thing is, we were walking... Yes! Technical issues solved. Or the dump button got fixed. Now back to the live broadcast. And now back to the hideout. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the hideout Mardi Gras party on 106.7 WJF. Okay. We're back. Jesus. All right. We only... <laughs> I don't even know... I don't I, even... We went out like five minutes. Hey, Sideshow, can you come on with us real quick? Just put your thing on program. Put the thing on program. We're doing this right? For a second. Yeah. All right, what's up? Have fun yet? What was the last thing we were talking about <laughs> when we were on the air? Hold on. I can't hear you. I'll be right with you. Hold on. All right. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have headphones. $20 says he doesn't have any headphones. He's running the live broadcast without headphones. They're hanging on the. Uh, well, never mind. Don't even worry. Don't time. even worry about it. So, when we went to break, <laughs> when we didn't know, we were talking to our new best friend, Jason. Jason, who said he's been with us. Is that like the fifth Jason we met tonight? Yeah, everybody here is named Jason. Jason, who who has been with us since the very first hideout when we were drafting women in various categories. Yeah. So. Jason, anyway, we wanted to extend our sincerest thank you and gratitude for supporting the hideout. It's all good, man. It's all good. Now, weren't you going to buy us some drinks or something? Is that what was going to happen? Yeah, definitely, man. I want to get all you guys some shots. Let's, uh, let's get one of the Tequila Beach girls over here and get us some sort of a drink or something. Hey, um, Sideshow, do we have Matt Albert? Are we ready to go with him? Yes. All right, let's go ahead and talk to Matt Albert then. Punch him. Matt? 
How are you? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you <laughs> Can you hear us? Can you hear us okay? Yes. All right, so you're standing outside, and actually, as I look outside of Tequila Beach right now, I know the line is wrapped around the corner. By the way, Tequila Beach, downtown D.C. Now, Hefe. Yeah. The funny thing is, it's totally bright outside, but he's standing in front of the door, and it, it totally shadows the whole door, so it looks like it's night out. Now, I'm sorry. I'm seriously, I'm so sorry that we're not able to let you in because you're only 19 years old and it is 21 and uh, 21 and over to get in. By the way, oh. what time is it, Wendell? You still got a few minutes to get in here without cover. Uh, before 10 o'clock, there is no cover. You got 10 minutes. Hurry on down. So come on down if we're getting on the metro. Yes, Bateman. He, there are people walking by. He's just sitting out there talking on the phone like a sad sack. He's not doing his signs. He's not Shut up. yelling about anything. He's being very unfunny, very unproductive. <laughs> I thought you brought signs that you were carrying around. I want to see some signs. You know what I'm doing right What's... now? Yeah. I'm nicknaming the bouncers. <laughs> now, you got in, into kind of an alter, uh, altercation with one of the bouncers a little bit earlier. He called you Fat Albert. You called him Corky from Life Goes On. Well, I have Matt more Al... nicknames. I have more All right, nicknames. Well, get... All right, what are they? Uh, Gangster Corky. That's the guy wearing the black, all black. Uh huh. Got Dubs Jr. <laughs> the... Why? Because he because he's so cool, or he looks retarded. He looks like a goof from Fowlerville, Michigan. <laughs> then you have uh, <laughs> Mr. Biff Bidlow, all big. Then you have I couldn't wrap up in co- in football practice. That's why I'm at this job, Mister. <laughs> and then you have terrorists because he looks sort of swarthy. Now wait a second. Why are you now, standing... all, all these guys can kick your ass, you understand that. And right? why are you standing yeah, all the way on the on the opposite side of Tequila Beach talking into a headset on a on a telephone instead of saying it right to their face? If you had any cajones to you, you'd go up and say this to them. I'm not Would even facing them I'm not even facing them as I'm talking. I'm afraid now, of those of you those of you driving around DC, if you drive around and if you go to the corner of twelfth and F, obviously we want you to come in. And, and we want and we want you to see Tequila Beach. It's a Mardi Gras party, you know. Uh, we got all various things going on. But what I want to do is have you drive by and at least look at Matt Albert. So many listeners of ours have said, "What does that Matt Albert look like? Does he seriously look like he could be Fat Albert?" And if hug you me. hug me when you're huh? hug him. Yeah, come up, hug Matt Albert. Hold on, let's see. It's Matt Albers outside of Tequila Beach, 12th and F Street in downtown D.C. Go look at I'm, his fat ass. I'm stuck. I'm stuck out here because apparently I was too dark to get in. No, wait a second. Don't even do that. I don't know why you're playing the race car, but you know you can't. It's not. You can't get in because you're 19 years old, not because you're a black man. In fact, I see uh, black men here now. The rule is maybe because you're 19 and gray hair. And how is he over 19 years old with gray hair? The how does that happen? And balding. Shut up. All right. Well, we'll talk. He's so, he's so he, witty. Are you on a delay? I think he is. I can, you're you're coming in and out. All right. Well, we'll talk to you more in a little bit. So Let's go back to our buddy. Look like you. We can come in and out. Hang so up on the outside there. show. Let's talk to our buddy Jason over here. Jason, and what's this? What's the uh, the bartender lady's name? She doesn't want to be on air. 
You don't want to be on air. Why not? We exposed the other bartender for being a playboy. You don't have any skeletons or secrets that you want to talk about? She's not even listening. And what is that? That's one of those I was talking about. Yeah. Wait 15 years. You'll be begging for us to talk to you. Now, we have a perfect one over here, and then we have a, a Miss Shy one. Miss Shy Girl. Jason, who is uh, buying us shots right now. Will she talk to the patrons? Talk to Jason. What's up, man? What are you buying us? Uh, whatever you want, dude. What do we got here? I don't. She, she doesn't want to go on the air and tell us what we have. So, so we got uh, some yellow, some red, and uh, the other one. So you pick. I want the other one. I don't wait a pimp tequila beach. I want the other. Give me other, please. That's what I always chose. And nice a Heineken, please. Yeah. What is it? Before they were bringing us Heineken when we didn't need them. By the boatload. And now all of a sudden, which what color? Do you want pink or you want blue? All right, if you take the blue. That looks like a home pregnancy test right there. <laughs> Guilty. No, he's all right. But uh, if you take the blue, then you'll forget everything that happened tonight. <laughs> if you go with the pink, you're going to remember all this and even more. Even more horrible things about WJFK. Give me the blue. All right. Now, great. I have to remember this night. For Dubs, do we have one for that will make him forget the treehouse? Nothing. Never. Long live the treehouse. If I take about three of these and more, maybe five more Heinekens, I'll Why are you back. talking trash about the treehouse? You were part of it. You were co-host. I redeemed myself on Christmas. No, you didn't. All right, guys. Jason, let's go. Cheers. Awesome. Che- William back in the back. The two, the two guys that are actually here to listen to the show. <laughs> A lot of smoke for you. These, these, this is for you guys, and thank you.
technical issues solved. Or the dump button got fixed. Now back to the live broadcast. And now, back to the hideouts. Broadcasting live from Tequila Beach in Northwest D.C. at the corner of 12th and F. It's the Hideout Mardi Gras Party on 106.7 WJF. Okay. All right, so All right. show's over. If we can't get it, you know. Uh, El Jefe, J-Dubs, broadcasting live. Um, thank you thank you to everybody that helped out. Wendell, Wendell you did an amazing job. Did, did absolutely everything possible. This is completely Seriously. not on Wendell. Um, Tequila Beach, corners of 12th and F. We're yeah. hanging out here. Northwest D.C. We're going to pretty much be here all night long. We apologize that we can't continue to do a live broadcast. But, hey, the music's going. And uh, Bateman is here. I want to say thank you to uh, Sideshow, who did an amazing job trying to handle things back in the uh, JFK compound. Amazing job for this first live broadcast, anyway. Seriously. <laughs> Had a way to be thrown to the wolves. No, no, seriously, this is no one's fault. Yeah, nobody's at all. Well, I can name a couple people. Teresa. But I'm just going to leave it at that. Cameron, thank you to you. We never got to beat up the man doll. But when you think about this, we have a ton of uh, material for next week. And, by the way, seriously, this is the final hideout live broadcast or broadcast of the hideout ever. The hideout is over, and we'll explain it next Saturday night at 7 o'clock at the beginning of the show. In the meantime, if you would, I know you just did Mandatory Manson. Please play the out song, the new hit, Mandatory Manson, the end of the show. Because more than anything else, if you listen to the lyrics of this song and the climate that we're in right now, it makes so much, so much sense. So uh, other than that, F- or, uh, Dubs, love you. It's Hefe. It's a hideout for the final time. 5,000. Love you, everybody. 5,000. Sing along.